Jessica, and this is Deha K Rambles, where a couple of friends review Korean dramas, and we are out of hiatus to talk about a really big drama that dropped this year. We're going to talk about My Dearest. For this episode, I am joined by Sarai from the K Drama Cafe podcast. How are you, Sarai? Yay! Sorry, um, that was squeaky. Hi, I'm good. Thank you for having me. <laughs> we were bonding um, earlier <laughs> before we jumped on, and we're both really nervous to talk yes. about my dearest. Yes. I, um, we've been friendly for so long on yeah. social media, and I've been following your podcast, and I was yeah, like, same. Sarai, have you watched my dearest? And you were <laughs> like, yeah. And I was like, can you come yep. on and talk about it with me? Yes. And you were like, yeah, let's do it. So I am so glad that this happened and you were super flexible and could work with oh. me on this because this was not the intention when I first started watching my dearest that right. it was going to be a big deep dive podcast right, right, episode right. on Tebak. Like that was not going to happen. So I'm really appreciative of you. Yay. And I'm so glad that your first time on Tebak is I with know, this I'm giant so big ass show. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited. Thank you for asking. And same, I wasn't even planning to watch this show. And yeah. I yeah. was, funny story how I even like, I pretty much long story short, not to be like a pick me, but I was in Korea. I was at a chicken shop and on the TV was playing my dearest. And so I was like, oh, I was like, oh, it's my dearest, whatever. Eating my chicken. Ten minutes in, I'm like, like watching. I'm like, oh, heck no. I got to go back to the Airbnb <gasps> and watch it. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So you literally were in Korea, saw some of my dearest on yep. the television in a public place. And yep. we're like, I need to go back to yeah. my bedroom. Yep. And get going watching this drama from episode one. Because it was 18. that good. It was episode 18. <gasps> no. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my yes, God. yes, yes, yes. I was wow. like, what is going on? Oh, heck no. Now I have to watch it. Yeah. Oh, so then you asked me. I know. And then you asked me. I was like, ah. okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it. There's a lot to talk about. Yes, yes, so yes. Um, housekeeping, if this is your first time listening, thank you so much for pressing play. Go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all the rest. If you like us, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That goes such a long way for other listeners just like you to discover us. Come check us out on social media to stay up to date on our latest episodes and reviews. You can find our, find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at DebakPod, D-A-E-B-A-K-P-O-D. And lastly, if you're a fan, the best way to be a fan is to actually get involved and show your support by becoming a patron. You can check out the page on patreon.com slash alwayscriticpod. And shout out to our patrons, Curtis Bale, Cindy CD, Alana, Grace, Lorna, Caitlin, Sammy, Tenmei, Michelle, Adia, Aaron, Marta, and Janet. Thank you guys for being patrons and being for being so supportive of the show. I love you guys, and I can't wait to talk to you guys about my dearest and, of course... <laughs> Sarai's hot take which we will <laughs> remains to be seen what that is but that's going to show up on the Patreon feed as well okay so without further ado we're going to talk about my dear both parts of my dears part one and part two the show as a whole and here is the my drama list synopsis a love story between a noble woman and a mysterious man who shows up in her hometown set in the 1600s during the Qing invasion. Yuki Che is a pretty bubbly and, and a bit spoiled young lady who's called the 99-tailed fox of Nungunri. She is also a, a bit of an outcast because other young ladies are jealous of her. They seem to think she's too straightforward and her behavior is inappropriate for a young lady, while young noblemen think highly of her. 
Kilche knows how to get men to fall for her, but fails to capture the heart of the person she likes. Lee Jang-hyun is a mysterious man who suddenly appears in the Nungunri social scene. Nobody really knows anything about him. Young nobles don't like him, but the elderly are wrapped around his finger. He's been dating around a lot, but he becomes curious about a certain 99-tailed fox, and one day the said fox quite literally crash lands into his arms. Once war is brewing, the pair finds themselves separated before they could even start to make sense of their feelings, and it spins out from there. Okay. That's a little bit more part one synopsis, but that's fine. It applies to both. Part one aired from August to September 2023. There was a five-week break. And then part two aired from October to November 2023. We are recording this at the very beginning of December, so we are hot on the heels Mm -hmm. of the finale episodes. It is 21 episodes long, 10 for part one and 11 episodes for part two. It was directed by Kim Sung-yong. He has directed The Veil, which also stars Nam Kun Min, My Healing Love, and The Flower in Prison from 2016. That is it. That is all this director has done. What the heck? I know. (laughs) It's wild. (laughs) No, it's wild. I think it's wild. For him to have done like such a big show. Yeah. And this person only has three shows under their belt. It's wild. Okay. It is written by Hwan Jing Yong. This female screenwriter has written The Rebel from 2017 and The King's Daughter, Su Baekhyang, from 2013 slash 2014. And that's it. Those are the only two shows that she's written. The Rebel was six years ago. Whoa. Big gap between Whoa. now and her last project. Wow. That, yeah. Well, already then. Okay. I was not We're already that. like, whoa. I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was not expecting. Okay. Already. I know, I know. The show stars Nam Kun Min as Lee Jang Hyun, our male lead. He's done about 26 television shows, including most recently One Dollar Lawyer and The Veil, Hot Stove League, Doctor Prisoner. I remember him from Chong Dong Dong Alice and Becoming oh. a Millionaire. A billionaire. Girl, wh- what did you think? <laughs> did you watch him in that? T- <laughs> I am bad with names. Alice with Moon Gun Young. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. that's the one that I remember him from. Yeah, yeah. Which is basically a decade ago. Yep. <laughs> so I haven't seen anything else that he's Me in neither. recently. Same, same. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So we're basically on the same page. Yeah. Yep. He's a star of yesteryear who is now has like- had a career resurgence in the last few years and during the pandemic years. Yeah. And I'm like, who it's is strange. that? Before yeah. I recognize him, who's that guy? But yeah. Who's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> right. So his co-star is Anun Jin, who plays Yuki Che. She's had a very good year because mm. she was in The Good Bad Mother earlier in 2023, which was a very popular show. Everyone was pretty pleased with her performance in that. I have yet to watch it. I will Same. watch it in the next couple of weeks <laughs> because... Oh, um, really? <laughs> Yeah, so what happens is <laughs> every December, I think that I can watch all of the year's dramas in like the span of a month. Same. And because I have a couple of guest recordings that I'm doing, I am going to freaking try my best. I'm going to try and come in as prepared as possible. And so I'm trying to watch the whole year inside two weeks. 
And that's why I say <laughs> I will probably have watched The Good Bad Mother, The Good Bad Mother in the next couple of weeks. Um, she's also been in Goodbye Earth, The One and Only, Witch's Diner. I know her from Hospital Playlist. She's okay. one of the doctors. Not one of the main doctors, but, you know, in the hospital. Okay. Yeah, she looked Does that familiar. make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she's in Hospital Playlist 1 and 2. Uh, Diary of a Pro- Prosecutor, Strangers from Hell from 2019. I think her career really started in 2019 mm-hmm. and going through the pandemic years. Okay. And of course, this year was like basically mm-hmm. her coming out party. Yeah. Um, yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Agree. So this cast is pretty extensive. I'm yes. only going to cover those two. Yes. There's other names that we will definitely touch on in the show. But for now... <laughs> Sarai, what did you think of my dearest? Oh man, that is a scary question. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <sighs> how do I start and where do I begin? Because I girl, know- I don't know. <laughs> You're like, get out, out with it. Um, I do not know. <laughs> so, <clears throat> okay, it's really hard without spoiling it. Now that I, now that I'm mm-hmm. here right now mm-hmm. now that i think I about know. it i'm just like ah crap <laughs> <laughs> um okay so at first i like i said before i wasn't planning on watching it um however i was kind of feeling like a sega drama i was kind of like craving mm. one yeah. um and then when i watched it i was like oh this is what i kind of was looking for like i was looking yes. for this this is satisfying my craving, my historical mm. Sagak drama, too much going on craving. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I actually really, I watching it through, I loved it. I definitely binged it. I do have my, some qualms. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Obviously towards the ending, but um, I think the big thing is that it, it was something that I was looking for through uh, this year. And I think when I watched it, I was like, this is what I've been uh, looking for. Because this year was kind of weird with dramas. It mm-hmm, was like mm-hmm. dramas. That I, I, I was watching dramas that I, I felt like I should like, but then realized, I don't think I'm liking these dramas. And then mm. here comes this one. I wasn't expecting much. And I was like, oh, this is big. <laughs> this is a big one. So, yeah, those are my overall thoughts. Overall. <laughs> okay, in a nutshell. Okay, yeah. I'll go a little... I'll go a tiny bit into spoiler territory. Okay. okay Not okay. that much, though. Okay. Not that much. I, <laughs> how do I put this? I didn't start watching until part two had come out. Okay. Started airing, what is it, like two episodes a week for part two. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to start watching part one okay. and just go straight into part two. Because I didn't want to wait for I episodes. Feel that. I'm not, I yeah. never want to wait for episodes. I feel so. That. This show is so sweeping and mm-hmm. so immensely scaled. It's an epic about survival <gasps> epic. and love. Epic. That is the word. It's, yes, mm-hmm. it's a gripping storyline. I thought it was sensational. Yes. The backdrop of real historical events, the Qing invasion of the 17th yes. century, makes the stakes higher. Yes. The plot more intense. And I appreciated so many elements that make a drama worth watching, yes. like the great acting, mm. the amazing cinematography, the direction, the writing, 
my own personal investment in the characters and their growth throughout the series. Yes. So yes, many yes, characters yes, yes. saw real change. Yes. Had arcs. Yes. And there is so much commentary that this show does. Deep commentary on gender roles and double standards, heavy-handed criticism yep. of Confucian ideals. Yes. And the demands that women be sexually pure, victim blaming in so many ways. I thought that the show was a love letter to the resilience and fortitude of women as they battle like a very internal fight with the fallacy of the patriarchy. And it's so much about sticking together for survival, about being too smart for the era. Mm. About Ooh, that's a good one. Be- <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because, yes. because they're so smart. Ahead and, of their and, time. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And about being the backbone of society when the men tell them that they're so much less. Yes. And the only people who actually achieve this dominating Confucian ideal of maintaining loyalty and protecting the family mm-hmm. are the women. Yes. Yep. The men like lack throughout the show. Like mm-hmm. almost every man except for the male lead is like has some sort of mm-hmm. issue yeah. that you're like, mm, that's a red flag, yes. even if it is very historically fitting. Yeah. So I felt like the men and the patriarchy are just taken to task in the show. It holds up a giant mirror to mm. those characters with lofty morals and dreams of serving the nation. These self-proclaimed intellectuals or scholars who get called on their bluff like the plot itself calls them out on their bluff over and over again and it reminded me a lot of like keyboard warriors today Mm. everyone can be brave (laughs) online or you know when you're talking shit with like your friends and stuff Mm -hmm. with people in the society with your teachers and family but what these people risk it all on a real battlefield Mm. Say that again, girl. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It's funny. Like, I can't look at you when I say these things because you're, you're like so excited and you're like talking me up. It's funny. Excuse okay. my, um, <laughs> excuse me. I'm sorry. I get overexcited. My commentary. No, no, no. Excuse but my like, said commentary. Go ahead. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm in church. Like, does that make any sense? Or it's like, mm, yes. Like you're, mm, that's you're right, talking girl. up the pastor. So. Yeah. Thank you. So it's a. I mean, it's you're a, preaching right now, so. Okay, yes. <laughs> I'm almost done. I swear. No, this is general thoughts. I don't know how you, <laughs> I was like everything you're talking about. I felt like was a spoiler, but you just did it beautifully right now. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm not naming names. Basically, that's all I'm not oh. doing. <laughs> true, 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 true. <laughs> Beautiful. Let me see. It's, it's a very grim, sometimes sarcastic look at the monarchy. Mm and Mm. the political system and these traumatic ways of holding national preservation and self-image above human life Mm. and we can talk about the king later and his son and this whole drama but you know it's like the show also showcases national anguish Yes. Which is tough to do. Right. Yes. I think it's tough to do. Yes. Like there's some movies that you can see. Like if you're, if it's around 4th of July, these are, there's like these ne- movies that mm-hmm. have these really deep patriotism mm-hmm. um, overtones. Right. And you feel like a certain way. 
there's also movies that show national anguish. Oh, what's a movie? It's like Schindler's List, mm, I feel, is a yes. great movie that shows... <laughs> when I say great movie, like that movie swept at the Oscars. It's like right. an iconic Holocaust movie. Spielberg mm-hmm. did it the same year as Jurassic Park. It's wild. And that movie has a lot of yeah. cultural and national anguish yes. in it. And this show does that really well. Yes. You know? Um, let me see. There's LGBTQ plus representation in this, yep. which we have to talk about later with that character. But I feel like overall, the show is a masterpiece. And you could write a thesis on it if you wanted to. Yep. <laughs> Not that I want to. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think a lot of people... I don't want to say it's underrated, but when I was looking online for people Mm. who had thoughts about My Dearest, there were not a lot of people because they don't watch historicals. Yeah. Like, there's a whole subsect of people in in K-drama land that don't watch sakuks or historicals. And that blows my mind. That definitely, (laughs) yeah. Because I'm like, how could... If you're looking... Like, I'm like... Talk to me. Talk I'm like, to me. How can you? As I was watching the show, I was like, like, how can people not watch? Like, this is what got me into K dramas. Like, <clears throat> exact. I, I'm speechless right now. I'm speechless. But I, I'm just like, how can you not? This is my own personal opinion because I, I was talking to myself. I was like, how can, how can you not like this right here? Like, mm. because the reason why I got into K dramas was definitely the culture. Even though I didn't understand right. it um, at all because right. I was so young and my frontal lobe wasn't fully developed. But <laughs> but I loved, like, seeing something different, you know? And I loved – in general, I love period pieces. So even in American mm-hmm. films, I love period pieces. Yes. So I think it's just a me thing. <laughs> I think because I love uh, just historical period pieces. and um, And I feel like there's something more – more romantic and more like grand and like how you said epic seeing all that and um seeing how how love happened in that era because it's easier Mm -hmm. now and it's kind of but back then especially in that type of culture i always think Mm -hmm. like how do they do it because literally i'm like do they they even have boyfriend girlfriends obviously they didn't have boyfriend girlfriends in uh joseph era absolutely not like it's like you're engaged and that's it you know and a lot of the times you don't Mm -hmm. even know who your husband is or who your wife is and so just to see for me i'm like oh my gosh now that you can definitely do like a a epic love story with that doing something that right goes against all odds which i'm a sucker for (laughs) yeah they're star-crossed lovers for for all intents and purposes (laughs) we're so emotional (laughs) so yeah yeah they're star-crossed lovers i think 100 they are and what i liked about the show as well is that you couldn't tell if it was gonna have a happy ending or not it was it kept you guessing until the last minute (sighs) if it was gonna happen or not it did the only thing that (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah that's rare right like you can pretty much watch a k-drama and be like that's gonna have a happy yeah, ending. Yeah, that's true, right? This this one oh. you start watching and you're like, this could go anywhere. either way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, anywhere. No one's safe. No one's safe. No one is safe. <laughs> that's how 
how I felt. Like nobody's, nobody's safe. safe. They could they all could die. All die. Yeah. Like smallpox could happen again, and they all died. Like you don't know. Yeah, yeah. like all they need is a little cough, cough that- from somebody with tuberculosis <laughs> or the smallpox. Yep. And that's, and that's it. it. Like that's, the end. That's yeah, the end of that character. Yeah. <laughs> they tell me they died. I'd be like, well, that. That tracks, yep. you know, like, there's nothing they could do. Yeah, which, well, uh, I'm not say that later, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I know there's like a lot of like land, spoiler landmines yeah. that we're trying to mm-hmm. avoid, but let's talk about this filming okay. schedule because I put on an APB on Instagram and TikTok for people to send in their questions yes. or concerns, things that they wanted us to talk yes. about, topics, characters, scenes, whatever. And I got a, I got a little inundated. So we're going to make our way through these as much as possible. Alrighty. Someone said the crazy filming schedule slash extension episode 21 extended version. They'd filmed for 11 months, but we're still shooting the night before episode 21 and it snowed. Also, Vicky has updated episode 21 with deleted scenes some people probably never saw. The updated 21 also changed the last OST on the beach. Why? So a few things in that that we can break down. The filming schedule was crazy. They were filming for nine or ten months, right? Right. Basically, the, almost the whole year, the yeah. whole of 2023, they were filming uh, this show. I can so see that, though. Yeah. And I can see it because there was a lot of, like, battle scenes, mm-hmm. a ton of extras. Yep. When you add these things together, this is time, this is yeah. money, right? Because they're hiring all of these people, mm-hmm. To be in one shot. You know what I'm yeah, saying? in one little, like, two-second like, scene. Yeah. Right, right. So there was a lot of logistics, I'm sure, that happened. Co- costuming that had mm. to be done. Yeah. And um, they, I think NBC announced that they were going to be extending the drama by one episode because of its popularity. so crazy. Yeah. It was leading the ratings in its time slot, ranking first in drama popularity for three consecutive weeks. And then they were like... Mm, we got to keep these good vibes rolling. Like, let's, <laughs> let's go to 21 it. episodes. Let's milk it to the end. Yeah, let's milk <laughs> it. <laughs> and of course, no one was upset. I was a little scared because whenever they extend the I was episode, for sure. I'm like, oh God, oh, I hope they don't ruin it. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Same mm-hmm. girl, same. They did that last year for the red sleeve, oh, okay. which went to 17 episodes. Okay. And this year they did it for my dears, wow. which went to 21 okay. instead of 20. Um, wow. They said that they also wanted to, f- influenced by the desire to fully unfold the story and satisfy the dedicated fans who want to enjoy it for longer. <laughs> Weird way of saying that they wanted to get more money out of it, but okay. And milk it. On, as far as um, filming until the last moment, on November 15th, this outlet reported that My Dears will conduct its final filming on November 16th just a day before the broadcast of the last two episodes, which was on November 17th and 18th. Subsequently, another outlet shared that the drama is expected to... I'm sorry. I'm like, sorry, my commentary. Well, it is shocking because you don't expect them to be doing that in this day and age, filming Mm -hmm. so close to the airing date, but they did. And then this other outlet shared that they were expected to conclude final filming in the early morning of November 18th. That's the day, like, that's the day of the last episode. Yeah. When did they have time to edit? Well, that's the whole thing, right? That was the magic of K-dramas back in the day, or the trauma of K-dramas, uh, was that 
they would film week to week mm. and they would edit and write the episodes on the fly based on audience reaction. And now they largely don't do that. Right. And you can see how much time and effort part one and the bulk of part yes. two took yes. to get here. And then the last two episodes, I'm sure they were editing and cutting and filming up until the last second. So that might contribute to some of our nitpicks, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Like, I'm we sure. can pick some nits about this show. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. So. Just yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. So... Um, this show also had a bunch of controversy, most mm. most notably the plagiarism controversy mm. with Gone with the Wind. So right. <clears throat> in a report cited by a news portal, screenwriter Huang Jinyoung shared that My Dearest was planned for five years. And she had said prior that I wanted to write stories of ordinary people who are trapped in a tragic situation. I didn't even dare to start writing the script because the Qing invasion is undeniably this history of defeat. But the novel Gone with the Wind inspired me to start writing casually. So she openly said that Gone with the Wind was an inspiration for her. And people were like, oh, this is plagiarism. It's the same story, blah, blah, blah. And I wouldn't go so far as to say it's it's plagiarism. I would say she took the broad strokes of Gone with the Wind for sure yeah. and sort of like the bones of it right. and reskinned it. This is a retelling, a loose retelling. Yeah. That's how it was sold to me as well when I was reading up on Gone with the Wind. It's like, right, not Gone with the Wind. When I was reading up on My Dearest was that it was a loose retelling of Gone with the Wind. Yeah. And I thought, oh, this is going to be crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. When I first heard that it was like Gone with the Wind, I was like, what what is that gonna look like like yeah what so i was kind of i was a little bit concerned Mm -hmm. because i literally thought it was like an like an adaptation like literally like they took gone with the wind and they're just doing it all like you know in joseph era but when i Mm -hmm. watched it i honestly didn't get those vibes was i looking for those vibes yes um was i looking for like okay who's who or whatever like yeah but then towards, like, as I kept watching, I kind of forgot about Gone with the Wind. I'm not going to lie. By part two, the, the plot was not the same yeah. as yeah. Gone with the Wind. Like, again, broad strokes are there. The character archetypes mm-hmm, are mm-hmm. there for sure. Yes. But as far as, like, where they took the plot, no, that's not no. the same as Gone with the Wind. So I can't really subscribe to the fact that she plagiarized Gone yeah. with the Wind. Like, get off. Get out of that. <laughs> I'm like, did you watch Settle it? down. Um, yeah. Did you watch the show? Number one. Number two, have you? This is a big number two. Have you watched Gone with the Wind? I think the answer is yes. Yeah, but like, like, with my. No, you don't need to say what you watched. You watched it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Because what I didn't know until interacting with people on social media was that a lot of people have not seen or read Gone with the Wind. Am I that old? And that alarmed me. And it baffled me. Um, Who doesn't know Gone with I was the like, Wind, you, though? I, that's, what I, that's what I said. I was like, you don't have any clue about the, the story. The references are all Clark over Clark Gable. Every rom-com Lit- in America. Literally, I was like, this, okay. The big dresses. Like, the, I know, I, I know. Frankly, like, my dear, I don't we're, give we're a damn. We're on the same page. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, we're looking at each other's shots. So 
Clark Gable as Rhett Butler, Vivian Lee as Scarlett O'Hara, 1939 Scarlett Best O'Hara. Picture winner, swept the Oscars. Who doesn't know who Scarlett Such an important... Yeah. Who doesn't know Scarlett O'Hara? So anyway, it is such an important part of film history. Yes. And it's wildly controversial yes. snapshot of the pre- and post-American yep. Civil War South in regards to its portrayal of slavery. So with that being said, my dearest does showcase a ton of slavery yes even in a tangential way sexual slavery as well but this is like a big question so um if you want to answer it later that's fine i wonder if we can draw any conclusions from this like especially as a western audience Mm. as to how korea feels about it Mm. enslaving its own people no matter the color of their skin Mm. and the ching enslaving koreans Mm. like Perhaps the political approach taken by the royals in the show is the biggest sin. I don't know. Like, did you have any thoughts about the portrayal of slavery in the show, in My Dearest? Like, can I say it without, like... (laughs) Should I wait for later? I'll I'll say this, though. Like, I think it was very... I think it was insane exactly what you said. How? I'll I'll say, I'll wait for later. I'll wait for later. <laughs> You'll wait yeah. for later. Okay, we'll come. We'll circle back yeah, to the yeah, slavery yeah. question. Here's also what I'll say in regards to Gone with the Wind. So, what my dearest does extremely well, which feels very Gone with the Windish, is bring to life a world of fair maidens and brave men, yes. of gallantry mm, and chivalry yes. and civility. Of master and slave, as the opening of Gone with the Wind says, it's a world of flower picking festivals, much like the elaborate barbecue on a plantation at the beginning of Gone with the Wind. It's about, it has these, like, my dearest has these technicolor silk hanboks and these scenes of just, it's like a utopia Mm -hmm. for the elite, for the nobility. And it's a world that even by the end of the show, never reappears Mm. it dies and it's a historical study true too of the Qing invasion and its effects on Cholson it's people at all levels and the future of that of Korea and just like the beginning of Gone with the Wind says it's a civilization gone with the wind that Um, is what's magical um, and interesting too about the show is that these people (laughs) Lose their way of life, Ugh. but they still have slaves. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just like, so. yeah. And, and that's exactly what I was feeling when I, as I was watching, like, especially towards the end. Like, they're literally, they don't even, they're obviously divided, you know, and easily, mm-hmm. easily divided within themselves. And that's exactly mm. what the, cha- like, I, I, I apologize if I, offend anyone or if i say something incorrectly um just because i'm really bad with names and i'm not i like watching historical stuff but i'm not a historical person so that's it's hypocritical okay. of me <laughs> I got but you. yeah <laughs> yes things please help me but i just it was exactly exactly what you said like the fact that they i just i thought it was interesting how they kind of <sighs> They were, they were, they thought that the Qing, which they did, brought them down, but it was within themselves because of 
I guess, well, it's yeah. like, <laughs> spoiler! They caused spoiler, division. Yeah, they caused division without even causing division. They did cause major division, right. but they also did the more like the emotional and mental intelligence division between themselves, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially with the crown prince and the king. And mm. you know what I'm saying? And and then even within the people themselves. It exact Right. Like, oh. It exasperated issues that were already yes. there. So yeah. it's 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 interesting <laughs> to say the least to see how it all unfolds yeah. and to see what the effects are on the regular people, on the nobility, on the women yeah. who have gone through this terrible, yeah. terrible yeah. ordeal to um, the slaves and the people that are still um, captive in the Qing as well. You know, how are they... Which, like... How are they negotiating to get them out of this? Because these are citizens of of Chalson. So that is crazy. And it is very close. Cleve's very close to gone with the wind territory especially the juxtaposition of the beginning and the end, and the end of the yeah. show you're like this is a whole new world <laughs> they did not get back it almost felt know, like where they, they were they were in a glass castle and it was completely broken because like Ooh. nobility and like uh, so you know like all my terms are gone today apparently um but like <laughs> you know like they're like the they're oh gosh you know the confusion um yeah, their, their ideals. ideals of like they have to be there has to be nobility there has to be like you know there has to be that separation when it came to the that war and the you know the the invasion all that stuff it didn't matter who you were once mm, it leveled everybody yeah, like especially when um when someone who was a noble woman got captured <laughs> it didn't matter yes even though she was saying i'm a noble woman i'm a noble woman they're like and Especially when she set foot in Shemyang. So, like, you're in yeah. Shemyang, Justin doesn't matter anymore. Which is, mm. to me, I was like, wow. Like, they literally were in a glass castle of, like, very conservative. And then this happened and mm. it, everything starts shattering. And they mm. start shattering mentally. And yeah, obviously the king, well, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think that's also a big part of the show and uh, a parallel with Gone with the Wind. The other controversy for My Dearest was I think in earlier like May 2023 Mm -hmm. NBC had to sever ties with an external company supplying the background actors which we mentioned earlier there were a ton of background actors on this show following the revelation that this actor had um, a sexual assault case back in 2004. A background actor? And they basically hired someone who basically was blacklisted, was supposed to be blacklisted no in the in the industry. And I don't know, along along with the plagiarism, yeah. which didn't seem very fair. But this one, I was like, ooh, that's a little. Yeah. Mm. So that was the other controversy for the show was that they hired um, a sexual assault. And that kind of dude. Um, that kind of frustrates <laughs> me because. I'm not gonna lie. I, I have to be honest like I was really as much as I loved this show I was very frustrated because I was applying a lot of stuff to myself in this in the way you know you're applying what do you like, mean okay for example just like you said like a guy who's blacklisted got right got hired yeah 
Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a reminder of how it was back in the day. Like, I could not stop thinking of, like, if I were, well, obviously, ugh, like, I, I was just so frustrated, even though there's nothing I could do about it, but I was frustrated how the the men, like, the men can just do whatever they want, can sleep with whatever they want, oh. and they're clean, and they're pure. But just one, just by one, like, touch, like, from a barbarian, and they're mm. defiled. Or just even, like, right. even, like, an encounter, you know? And mm-hmm. it's, like, I don't, I don't like hearing when, 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 like, you know, people who are, who have that in the background are, are hired because mm-hmm. it's, like, like, how come you guys make a big deal out of the dumbest things if, like, if it's, like, a woman or if it's, like, something else that I, I don't, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> I don't want to get into it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like other things like even like something bullying versus like sex assault right you know not obviously they're both bad but like how come one is being swept under the rug and then someone just gets Mm. just like knocked down loses their career for something that Mm. you know i don't know i don't want to get into it but yeah i was just thinking about it a lot during this show like (sighs) <sighs> got you the frustration like how come like why um <clears throat> why is it that if it's a man doing it it's okay or it's like oh it's not a big deal it's not a big deal but it's a woman it's like oh no you gotta you gotta you mm. gotta extent you gotta yeah. you know um that's just one part of it there's other stuff but yeah <laughs> Yeah, so I guess we should mention now, trigger warning for anyone who's listening about... No, it's... (laughs) We gotta talk about it anyway. Trigger warning about sexual assault, um, uh, suicide, and just violence, I guess, toward women and and children and elderly people. So... um, do you want to talk about the acting? Because I think that is a big, big reason why this show sort of works, mm-hmm. right? So you have Nam Kumin who's leading the yes. charge. He's the male lead. Yes. I think he's the one who largely made the show yep. what it is. Agreed. Like he took my breath away. Yes. He was so skillful in presenting this character mm-hmm. and inhabiting Chang Hyun yes. truly. And he has these extremely expressive he eyes sure does. he sure does he's like a micro expression queen king and Absolutely. i think there was a i know i think there was like just a genuineness mm. to him that kept me riveted he hit the comedic bits perfectly yes. and he nailed all the emotional beats as well yeah. how did you feel about this man so <clears throat> somehow i fell in love no, i'm just kidding um <laughs> <laughs> i always say that um but I feel like it was so well casted. I think throughout the entire drama I was watching, I was like, this show is just like perfectly casted. This is well casted. He took, um, he took this role. He just like, I don't know if it would have worked with anyone else. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But I feel like he just amazed me when there was moments where like, there was a lot of scenes where he didn't say anything. Right. He had no lines at all. And, like, he didn't have to say anything. And it's so funny because there's so many scenes where they ask him questions. 
and he's just there. <laughs> he doesn't say anything at all. And they answer or they they ask another question, and he's just like, I mean, I can't give, I can't, you know, give the facial expressions that he does, but like, <laughs> <laughs> they'll ask him something, and he's just like, he'll do his thing, right. and then they'll ask him. Right. They're like they're having a conversation with him, and he's just there. Like he's mm-hmm. just there, and you know what he's saying, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I. I haven't seen that in a really long time. It was very refreshing to see him, to see the I um, his the way he portrayed this role was so so refreshing to me. I was like, this is like this is a man, this is a man, this is, this a, is man. a man. This is not <laughs> like an actor trying to be a man. This is a man just being a man, and exactly mm-hmm. what you said, like so genuine too. Thought it was very very genuine. Yeah, and um, yeah. Yeah, loved him. So good. What did you think about our Kilche played by An Unjin? Um, so I liked her. Female lead. <laughs> I liked her. You liked her. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say though, at the beginning, um, I, I had to warm up to her at the beginning, which is okay. It's I mean uh-huh. I mean it's okay because like. It's like the first couple episodes. There's the actors are getting used to their characters, yada yada, which is fine. But um, mm. for me, I was like, okay, like she's cute. Um, I like what she's doing. I, I, I yeah. But I, I liked her. I liked her. <laughs> <laughs> you liked her. Liked her. <laughs> yeah. On that note, she said, um, Anand Jin said it was really difficult to approach period genre mm. series to portray Yugiche. I always questioned myself if it was if this was the right way. Okay. I started with getting myself used to the dialect first. Okay. So I had to study the script more than I did with previous mm. ones. Towards the beginning of the production, I focused on getting used to the genre. And now I've come to be more comfortable around the set and found more room to express okay. what I want. It might not be perfect. But as you see from Yu's perspective, you will be able to follow her story. So I ask for much love. So she was basically like, forgive me. <laughs> this is a, a big, tall order for me to speak in a different dialect. The sagaks are notoriously difficult. Yes. Um, it's a whole different yeah. style of speaking and inflections and different things. And uh, I think she did very yeah. well considering that this is such a layered character. Mm-hmm. And... I want to touch on the fact that so many people were upset with this character. Okay. Can I, because, can I say, though, like, they match really well, and they oh, kept yeah. up with oh, yeah. each other really well. I just want to say that. I did like her. I just want to... <laughs> just want to okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I agree. <laughs> I agree that they complemented each yes. other very well, and one thing about this couple is that this is a big age gap between right, them. Right, like 10 years. Nam Kunmin is 45 years I, old in real life. Oh, wow. 45. Anand Jin is 32. Oh, snap. Okay. So that's 13 years between them. 13-year age gap. That's a huge age gap in real life. Okay. And I do feel like that is the age gap in the characters as I well. I think so, I think too. she starts the show as a teenager. She ends the show maybe in her 30s. I agree. I agree. There's a one point where he does say, like, I'm way much older than you. And it doesn't say. Yeah. He says, I'm basically waiting for you to yeah. grow up because you're so yes. charming and cool and yes. like badass right now. But you you have some growing to do. Yeah. Like internally. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
you need to grow as a person before you're like ready for me. That's is right. what he basically yeah, told pretty, her at one yes. point. And she was like, what the hell do you mean? <laughs> and as an audience, like we totally understand where he's yes. coming from. But it is an age gap romance. He is way older than her. Same same as Gone with the Wind as yes. well. Like Rhett Butler's supposed to be a man. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think she's a teenager when she starts the, the movie slash mm-hmm. book. And it is a span of 12 years right. in Gone with the Wind. I also feel like this is a large span so of too. time. Especially when they talk about like, yeah, years ago. And I'm like, I swear, I just saw it two yeah. years ago. <laughs> on the thing, I'm like, oh, okay, we're doing you <laughs> Alrighty then. <clears throat> I think I think it's the same, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's got to be at least I a decade so. between the first episode and the last yes. episode of Agreed. the show. So something to keep in mind there. Um, as far as people getting upset with the character, I didn't quite understand. I understand, but I also don't okay. understand because she's so much like Scarlett O'Hara, who is prideful and stubborn and vain and petulant. Yeah. But she's soft-hearted where it counts mm-hmm. and tactical where it counts. Yes. And she's resilient and defiant and self-assured yeah. and courageous. And I love that fierceness about both yes. of them. The fact that she's flawed. Yes. She's human. Exactly. She does make mistakes. Exactly. And who's not gonna make mistakes? Exactly. We all jack up. When look around, <laughs> what's what's happening Man, around her? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I really liked. I mean, I, I like both characters, but I liked when I first start towards the beginning. I liked seeing like how she was so honest, and <clears throat> why people mm-hmm. that character. Why everyone's like, oh, she's so like out there. She's like so brazen or she's so whatever like she's you know i'm just like she's literally just being herself and she's honest and she's like do especially when like she's she's trying to follow her friend's lead and doing like cutesy stuff and like say like they're like (laughs) doing so for example like they're trying to do something and they have to be on their knees for a long time and she's just like oh my god my knees Mm. hurt like she's not i think they were praying She's like, yes. why is it? And then she's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, that is so real. Like, yeah. in reality, like, as much as ladylike as I would like to be, a lot of times, mm. it's hard. <laughs> as, it's as hard. As pretty as she is, like, I like the fact that she was open, or she was genuine about how, like, there's a lot of things, like, the fact that she, <laughs> the way she would cry when <laughs> she you know <laughs> when she found out so and so and so and so were getting married um and she was like crying uh-huh, yeah her, like just crying she wasn't like she was just like wailing to her heart like yeah you know like a child like a child you know and then if she something if she's doing something that's supposed to be like kind or nice but if it's uncomfortable for her she says it's uncomfortable for her it's like this is uncomfortable mm. this hurts um but i really enjoyed that she was like that just made her real yeah i think she was um a fully realized character and she does have a, a really great arc that we can talk about in the spoiler section <gasps> yeah, she does you know just like her mans oh her- by the end of the show she's a different person she i have so much to say about her but okay yeah yes and then him too but yeah yes okay so why don't we do this why don't we talk about our ratings for the show and then we'll just get into the spoiler oh, section because girl i think we've had enough of like 
dancing around <laughs> right? the characters and what happens to them and all this <laughs> okay. stuff. Okay. So what would you give this show out of five soldier bottles? Okay. So this is so hard. Um, I would like to give this show a... F- Wait, no, that, is, that makes no sense. Um, can I do four social bottles, soju bottles and a shot of soju? <laughs> uh, yeah, like a that's 4. fine. Nine, four point five. Um, uh-huh. yeah, I'm very like recency bias right now, especially I'm kind of on that high. <gasps> so talk about it. Yes, yeah. speak on it. So there's a thing called recency yes. bias, which I. I completely agree yes. with. It's basically you're too close to the thing. You need to give it some time yes. before you can. The rose colored glasses come off yes. and the experience wears off and you can kind of see the flaws, see what it is for real in comparison to other things as well. Things that are a little bit older. Yes. And so I also think that it is a four and a half, maybe even five. I, I, see, I was going to give it a five, but I was like, mm, I don't want to be extra. <laughs> Ugh, I think it's a four and a yeah. five. Let's do four and a half okay. for me. Four and a half soldier Same. bottles, and then you got four in a in a yeah. shot, because it is excellent. Like I'm not gonna deny it's excellent. Yeah. I think there are, like, the plot gets a little wobbly towards the end of the show. I think part two wasn't as strong as part yeah. one, but overall, it is a feat. It is to do this type of show so well, yes. and to get people on board mm. and really sort of sell the thing yes you know what i'm saying there's other shows that i've done it really well and still the endings are a little wobbly right. but at the end of the day you're like that was a fucking great yes. show like mr sunshine <gasps> is one of those shows the red sleeve is another one of those shows where you're like oh my god that's a masterpiece but the ending we got I, there's some things that i'm like mm, i can nitpick here and there about this or that but mm-hmm. overall it's a great experience, yes. a great watch, yes. and I don't regret anything Same. that happened here. It made me feel things. <laughs> so, like, I yeah. felt, like, everything. I felt the... <gasps> I, I was swelled. <laughs> I was swelled. I was, like, I, I felt everything. I was, like, oh, I'm feeling things. I'm not just, like, watching, uh-huh. like, you know, watching. Mm. I'm just, like... Right. Um, I'm being enveloped. You can't passively watch this yes. show. You have to... Oh, yeah. You know, eyes, ears, mm-hmm. hearts open when you watch my dearest, yes. for and sure. Even when I was like, all right, I'm so sorry. Um, no, and, keep know, sometimes going. Like I, I get on my phone, like naturally or by instinct. And then I look up, I'm like, what happened? I'm actually, fa- usually I don't rewind. But in this show, I was rewinding. I was like, no, hold on. <laughs> Let me put my phone away. I can't miss this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would do that, too. I would like try and write a note down and then I'd be like, wait, I missed yeah. something. And then I'd be like, oh, no, I can't do that. I, I honestly didn't write any notes during yeah, it was really hard. my watch of the show. It was after mm. the show had ended and like weeks later that I was like, okay, I need to sit down and like get this all out. <laughs> but that's so rare for me. I usually write things down as mm, the show is airing right, right. while I'm watching. But I did not this time. I hard. needed my full attention. I feel that, yeah. girl. It was hard. <laughs> okay. <sighs> all right. So we're going to get into the spoiler section. So if you don't care to be spoiled, keep listening. If you want to go off and watch my dearest all 21 episodes, I highly recommend you do that before coming back and listening to the spoiler section. We'll see you on the other side. Hey, you want to come in? All right. We're on the other side of spoilers. Sarai, where do you want to start? 
I think let's go back to the slavery thing that you like skipped over. So talk to me about slavery and my tears. <laughs> Which is such a big I know question, that, okay. But. <laughs> um I think there was a phrase like I'm just gonna like copy you today because you're just saying like the right correct terms and phrases. You said something about it was a they had a reflection of themselves or they had a mirror to themselves, right? Yeah. I feel like it was a big big mirror to society. <clears throat> to society. I feel like that was like it was interesting to see in that culture because I was like, no one, there's no, there's discrimination without discrimination. You know, like no mm-hmm. one is. <laughs> You're like, there's nothing. You guys are the same. You guys, exactly. <laughs> I don't get there's it. No, there's discrimination without discrimination. If that makes no sense, but like there, no one is safe, you know, and it's crazy mm-hmm. how, how like you said like they were enslaved and then within themselves they Mm -hmm. have that slavery and i was like and um to me i'm just like oh my gosh it's just you you see that's just a part of everything else of how um how blind how blind Mm. (laughs) how blind you know they were or they can be i'm just gonna stick to the show (laughs) how how blind they they were to see like uh literally what they're doing what they're doing to you you guys are doing mm-hmm. you've been doing or you guys are doing to them um i think there's a difference between the slavery in korea and the slavery in the ching true. when they get captured and taken true, away true. and i'm not sure if this is accurate you know what i'm saying like i think that the it's the same problem as Gone with the Wind, where it's like this idyllic society where the slaves are not, they're treated well I and see, like yeah. nothing's wrong yeah. here. And they're happy to be working the fields and, yeah. um, you know, dealing with the house and having, you know, having a master and stuff like that. And that's not being friends with your. I mean, that's problematic. Friends are like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Retreat. I mean, it's not like it's not possible, but exactly what you were saying. So the fact that, you know, shit basically goes down in the chain and not necessarily in Korean society. I don't know, like the only time where I'm like, oh, this is a real negative portrayal of slavery in Korea is that backstory that we get with Changhyun and his father and him mm. killing the kid that was in love with his mm. daughter and stuff like that. Like that story is like, ooh, and we got that super late. <laughs> Yes. in the show we got yeah. So, yeah and that scene i was like what? i mean that we could talk about a little bit okay i don't know if we should talk about it now or later but like that's a nitpick that I, 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 I do but too i do too regardless <clears throat> i think there's i'm not sure what we can say a, in conclusion yeah. about my dearest and slavery other than it seems incomplete mm-hmm. and not necessarily uh portrayed correct to the in the best way yeah. Because they were so, they were so accurate with other things, mm. right? Like what happened and the whole invasion and the way that the Ching look, yeah. they did their homework. Like this isn't like a party city looking group of people that came to invade yeah. Korea. Like they look real, Yes. right? Yes. This looks like a real quasi-Mongolian right. force that comes down and then... The way that their whole society looks when we're in 
Shimyang, it's a well-formed, like, portrayal of Mm. them. And, of course, the slavery over there is, like, brutal and, and, and terrible. And then they don't necessarily do the same... Hard so look. Yeah. yeah. But they don't do the same hard look for the yeah. Tolson, like, slavery. So. so it was in their face, but they were like, do-do-do-do-do. Right. What happened? No, we're cool here. I don't know. <laughs> we're yeah. cool here. So let's talk about the char- Let's talk about the character Jang Hyun and just his, the way he starts the show and the way that he ends the show. Okay. Um, because I feel like he is so, so cool and so st- central to everything. Yeah. Because at the at the beginning of the show, he has like this inability to commit to a relationship, mm-hmm. and the story of him hanging out like sans chaperone with a young maiden, and then him not proposing right. marriage, that's taken straight from Gone with mm-hmm. the Wind. He's a scoundrel, <laughs> a man who's not bound right, by restrictive right. social norms right. or patriotism. Mm-hmm. He's pragmatic, not dogmatic. Right. He's at odds with the conservative Korean society. And by the end of the show, he's undoubtedly one of the most heroic characters in (laughs) K-drama. And he finds something worth fighting for. And it's her. It's his deep love for Kilche and the compulsion to keep her alive. And it's also this big sense of justice and compassion for the Korean slaves that were taken as captives to Ching. He's doing like these explosive right. defenses of his people and the woman he loves. He'll do anything for what's right versus doing anything for himself. And that's how he was at the beginning of the show. But all of this with like this calculated calm. Mm, and that so is time. fun to yeah. see. And I don't know if you had anything else to say about Tang Hyun because I thought he was such a great part of the show. Um, he definitely was my favorite character, for sure. And <laughs> I'm just going to say, he was definitely my favorite character. I obviously was rooting for him. Um, and I just, the fact that everything you mentioned, I, I fell in love with him for that. I'm like, can that be like a real man like that? Like, it, he he's just, he comes out of nowhere and everyone's talking about him, like, oh, who's this guy? Or, like, oh, he's definitely a fake <laughs> this. Or, like, he's such a coward. Or he's this. Or, like, he mocks, like, you know, our ideas, our ideals. He mocks, like, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> you know, the monarchy. He marks, like, he he's, he he's, like, oh, he has this, like, whole unmarried concept that he wants to do. And he wants to do whatever he wants and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I don't know why. I feel like that was so freeing. Like, I, I saw him, I'm like, he's just, like, so free, and he doesn't care. And because of that, it was so easy for him to fight for what he wanted to fight for, from my opinion. Especially when mm. he fell in love with her. And I, I was like, it all started, because he was like, oh, I'm going to book it. When, you know, the first time that um, they were going to, in their little, little nunguri, where they had, they were, like, forming this little militia to go and save the king. Uh, yeah. And he was like, um, peace out. This, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm heading out to this, this, this sounds, this is like dumb. I'm going to leave in my terms. Obviously he said it better than I did, but he, and then, you know, once he, once he knew that it, 
it involved her because, you know, because she was in love with another man. Is it is it crazy? That was a whole... And, like, he... I was just like, bro, like, he's like, I'm gonna make sure he's safe for her sake, you know? Yeah. And, like, yeah. who does that? What kind of man is that, you know? Like, what kind of man? Obviously, like, he didn't do the the regular like what you want to see uh, what you want from an actual man like okay like i want marriage i want this i want that he wasn't doing any of that but he was doing like even grander things he was doing even better things he's like she's he saved her so many times and from there it kind of mm-hmm. trickled like this whole here's the thing like i i thought that it, it started with his love for her because he wanted to make sure she's safe you know and make sure she's okay and then from there, he, he joined, you know, the he joined the war. He joined, you know, he started helping out with, like, all these different political, you know, scenarios and stuff like that. Because he's really smart. Very, very smart. Very intelligent. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> he knows how to, like, play people. He knows how to play, like, he knows how to play the game between, like, politics and between Ching and between Josen. And he knows how to talk with people. And he knows how to, like, he knows... You said calculating, and exactly, like, he knew he knew other people's next move, and before they make that next move, he would say, like, do this and that, because this person's going to do this. He was very like that. But I'm <laughs> like, I, that was so attractive to me, because I'm like, I, <laughs> oh, because yeah. here, here's what I, I, <laughs> yes. I wrote somewhere. Uh, I said, this male lead is proactive. I love, <laughs> we love a proactive male lead. <laughs> like, he's <laughs> a proactive Melly, like he's always proactive he's always doing something whether it's for her or if it's like from there then like he started obviously like you said it, it started with her okay well i feel he's always been what's weird way. is that the protection the protection extended yes, beyond yes, her exactly from there it, it was it like oh to like ultim- yes like people that she cared about including yes. His his love exactly. rival, the man that she loves. Exactly. Who does that? That's that true love so right there. <laughs> like, not here. I don't see I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yes. Very proactive. Yeah. And I love when a male lead is proactive. And and not just like he, he definitely mm-hmm. was proactive in doing something in general, actually helping out and making some kind of difference and using, you know, whatever he has, whatever resources he has. But he was also proactive with her, um, and I love that. Even though at first she was, he was like, "Uh, like, he, I don't know." That that also counts. He told her straight up, like, "I, I'm gonna, I'm living the unmarried life, but I like you, you know, like, let's, mm-hmm. you know, you down." <laughs> like he was straight up from the beginning. <laughs> this is what I, this is what mm-hmm. I want for right now. But I really like you. I want you in my life. She's like, "Ew, no," and then it keeps going. Like he's always proactive with her. Like, he never, he always is straight up with her and tells her, like, well, except for, (laughs) except for, (laughs) except for some, you know, when he saved, when he saved her, like, from, like, 17 soldiers or 13 soldiers, but anyways, we're, (laughs) oh, yeah, right, that was, that was, like, a little, a big lie, a huge lie, so, I, I, like I said, Gilche goes through a big yeah. change throughout the show, and she saw the most growth yes. to yes. me. She, her teenage immaturity, 
her nonchalance over the serious Ching invasion. Oh, yes. The way she's too, she's so shallow and Mm -hmm. feisty and outspoken. And she comes into her adulthood with a compelling inner strength that taps it. She taps into it during the war years, the invasion years. And she later runs her own business. She takes responsibility for her helpless circle of dependents, her family and the servants slash slaves. And... To me, people were also seemingly upset with Kielce because she doesn't choose him time and time again. Okay. And it seemed like I I honestly didn't hold it against I, her at all that she kept was like, no, and like didn't understand her own mm-hmm. feelings and all this Agreed. stuff for so long. He was the right person at the wrong time. 100,000%. 100,000%. So... <clears throat> And even if he was a green flag and he loved her deeply, he he could see her fire. He could see her grit, her determination as a survivor before she ever could. Yeah. And that, yes. to me, means that they're not, mm. they don't, how do I put this? They're, he's a complete person, even if he changes later and has a character arc. He's a complete yes. person and he knows mm-hmm. who he is. Exactly. She is not. Exactly. She's not there yet. Exactly. Like her frontal lobe exactly. hasn't developed yet. <laughs> so, exactly. So he always knew who she was, but she did not. Yeah. And it's her brazenness that he admires yeah. deeply. Um, I, I honestly don't get why people were like upset with I'm her like, because who was upset. That's crazy. I don't know. Like Friends. it was just I. I, I can't name okay, names sorry. of like. A, this person was upset with Kielce. But like, wow. I feel like a lot of people really? were just annoyed with her, with her antics and the uh, fact that she was so in love with Ashley. I mean, Yeonjun. Ashley. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ashley is the equivalent uh-huh. character in Gone mm-hmm. with the Wind. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I think this love story is a slow burn. Yes. It's a lot of push and pull yes. between them. Will they, won't Which- they? Yes. And that's what's appealing Definitely. to me. Like, let, that's what keeps you coming back mm-hmm. is that they keep having these run-ins mm-hmm. in really stressful yes. life or death situations. He saves her. He's continually <laughs> looking after yeah. her. And she's continually looking after her own yeah. people as well and getting them out of Love scrapes that. and delivering babies in the wilderness. Yes. And the list yes. goes on. Yeah. So they're both on their own separate journeys and it's like they intersect in certain moments throughout the show. And what's frustrating is that they always have this like crazy emotional goodbye where one of them wants something out of the other one and they don't get it. Exactly. Exactly. And it's angsty and I'm an angsty bitch. So I loved it. Give me the angst. (laughs) Give me the angst. Yes. I, I feel like I... One thing that I appreciated is there was so many, there's a lot of, like, a good chunk of the show where they were not together. But yet, I still felt, like, the love. Like, I still felt mm. the longing. And I'm like, especially coming from him. And, like, even if they didn't, even if there was so many scenes without them together, I still felt like, oh, this is a love story. Like, I feel it across, mm-hmm. like, across from... Um, like I just, I, yeah, it, he was portraying it really well on his own, really, really well, mm-hmm. like really well. So, um, yeah. Someone wanted us to talk about 
uh, Kilcho's character growth and him being the greenest flag <laughs> ever. I think we have touched yeah. on that. Um, someone wanted us to talk about the metaphors of their love, like the sound of flowers on the moon thing. Okay, so talking about their love story, there were, I mean, he fell in love with her at first sight, number one. And he said, I think in episode, I have it here, episode seven, he says, did I tell you when you smile, I can hear the spring flowers bloom? Yes. Let me just, let's just end the episode right here here because like he can hear the fucking flowers bloom when she smiles. Are you fucking kidding me? This is romance. This This is is romance. Okay. Yes. So this metaphor of him hearing the sound of flowers and at the end of the show, it comes back again when she's like, why don't you remind me? What did you hear Mm. when you first saw me? And he says he remembers that he heard the sound of, he heard flowers, yeah. which flowers make no noise. It's like amazing, an amazing beautiful like, um, juxtaposition. Yeah. It's so poetic for him to say, literally, he's like, do you hear that? And his buddy's like, nah, man. And he's like, I hear the flowers. <laughs> that was such a good scene. Stop. That was such a good scene. Yeah. And the fact that he heard it such from a great scene. his, uh, I believe it was his servant first when he he was in love with his sister and he's like i i he said the same thing right he said when she smiles i mm. hear sound of flowers and so he's like well, that's weird as a kid that's what <clears throat> love is that means to me is he learned what mm-hmm. love is through that exactly. relationship between the slave in his household yeah, and his older exactly. sister and that crash and burn yeah but he kept that like sound of flowers yeah. so then when it thing. happened it's like oh this is what he's talking about Oh, this beautiful. is it. You yeah. Loved it. Uh, which you can see how that is a very sad yeah. visual slash like metaphor for their relationship, I think, because flowers don't last. Mm, good point. Ugh. That's a good point. <laughs> flowers wither That's and bloom so all the yeah. time. Mm. And the sound of flowers, like, that's that another like, level yeah. of, like, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Like, the sound of flowers doesn't exist. Yeah. First of all, it doesn't exist. Second of all, Ugh. they wither so, so fast. <laughs> it is a stunning, beautiful line. If your man doesn't hear the flowers bloom when you smile, he's not the them. one. Okay. <laughs> He is not, up he is not so, the one. He has to hear flowers, okay? Bloom. Yeah. He has to hear flowers bloom. And then the moon thing. Ugh. He has to hear the flowers bloom. So, and then the moon Love thing, the moon. which was the other thing this person wanted us to yes. talk about. Did you want to take over the moon thing? I have no notes on the moon. Um, I love the moon. Uh, I literally have a wallpaper of the moon. Um, Quit. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm so serious. Like, I have a, a wallpaper of the moon. <gasps> you <I> do? do. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Talk to me, moon I girl. Know. I, I think it's just so, it's kind of like the whole flowers thing. Like you said, like, they they bloom, they wither, and then a new, another one comes out. It's like, there's always a new moon, you know? Mm. <sighs> you always have. Which means no moon. Yeah. And it's just, I love the fact that he's like, every time there's this moon, this beautiful new moon. I didn't say new moon, but. Um, 
I'm always meeting you like this. And I think that is so beautiful. Because... The full, yeah, they kept meeting on like the, the full, full moon, moon which is like, which is once a month, mm, right? Yes, literally once a month. I don't know. I just think it's such a. I love, I love the idea of like there's always something new coming. You know, there's always like mm. a new thing coming, especially in your life when you know things go bad or whatever. There's always hope for something else, hope for something new, and the fact that there's always like mm. a new moon. It dies out, it goes into half moon, it goes into, like, you know, no moon, and then it goes back into it. Nope. Right. Yeah, just like just like flowers. They wither, and then another one blooms. Um, so I just think it's... <laughs> uh, I just think it's so beautiful that he's, like... That he was watching the, the moon. Is that, oh, we're in spoilers at the end, yeah. right? Wait, was he? Yeah. yeah we're in sport yeah yeah <laughs> someone said uh let's see i'm thinking of characters oh please cover the relationship between une and kilche it's so okay. underrated so what did you think about the female relationships in the show i loved them i thought it was like i as much as i love the romance i loved what they i mean obviously not, not what they went through but how they just went through it all together and they always stuck together and they mm. were like as it, whether one one of them was about to die or one was you know about to give up or one was about to you know you know end it they always reached out for each other they always were like nope which is mostly Gilche who was like we let's do it let's do mm-hmm. it like no we got it we got this and you know i love there's this uh, you know regarding them too there's this scene um disclaimer where barbarian, they're, <clears throat> this is literally right after left, they left Nanguria, they're running away, they're, mm-hmm. this, this is part, is part one, one. Um, it's winter, it's cold, um, they separate for a little, no, Gilche goes to look for more resources, and Une is like, kind of like, where are you? So she goes after her, and runs into a barbarian, and a barbarian mm-hmm. pretty much, <clears throat> not fully assaults her, but, um, you know, encounters her is about to and then here comes Gilche and um you know kills him she kills him kills him she's like "Uh uh-uh and the fact that she Une was like remembering what that old lady told her like if you even encounter might as well just die and so she's like okay might as well die you know like who's gonna want me like this and so Gilche's like no that never happened I never killed a man. Yeah. You never, not, that, this never happened. Okay. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's so powerful because, um, trigger warning, like when it's, you know, when people that go through stuff like that, uh, and they go through healing and stuff like that, there's this moment where it's like, you know what, where they go through the healing process and they're like, I'm a new person, you know, I'm a new person. I'm not that defiled person anymore. You know, they believe that. Mm. And so I thought it was very powerful because she was like, no, you're still pure. <laughs> believe that you're pure, mm-hmm. girl. You still like you still got everything that your man wants. Like, don't even like this is my own personal take. But I thought it was just very powerful between the two. And ever since then, even though Anae already kind of, you know, loved her and, and you know, kind of looked after her, even though Gilche was <laughs> trying to get her man. Um, but you could see that there was still affection within each other and ever since then like she's like no i gotta make sure um 
that she's okay. Mm-hmm. To the point that she gets sick when when she gets, you know, taken <laughs> away. Which I'm like, well, damn. Yeah. <laughs> damn, yeah. I think this is a very special relationship. It's one between wildly different personalities. Ugh. Like, love these it. two women could not be oh my more gosh, different. Yes. And I love that so much. <laughs> love it. I know. I, I love that. And there is definite jealousy, like, from mm-hmm. Kilche toward Une because Une has the man that right. she wants. And the fact that Kilche is so um, powerful in their mm-hmm. journey to survive and escape and find refuge during the invasion, and even afterward, like, when they have no money and they're starving, like, Kilche is the one yes. that really leads the charge and creates that mm-hmm. business and starts to feed them yes. through her own creative means, through her own skills, and business savvy. Une, you feel like she is naive. She's a fool. Mm. You feel like she doesn't understand that Kilcha's going for her Mm. man, like loves her man. You feel like Une is just sort of like useless Mm. because she faints when the baby's being born. She's not even a help there. She's like dead weight Mm. in in the group. Yes. And even afterward when they're trying to make ends meet after the invasion and there's peace, relative mm-hmm. peace in the land, Une is not the one who's, you know, getting her hands yeah. dirty the way that Gilcha is. And despite all that, like, they really come to a deep understanding and a deep sisterhood yes. between all of those women, even the, the yes. slaves slash mm-hmm. servants, they go with them on this yes. journey. And... There is a, a bond and a camaraderie that they have that the men never you don't see that within the really men. achieve it's in the same way. Yeah. yeah. Like they're friends and they're buddies and they care yeah. for each other and they would die for each other. But like, have you ever stopped your friend from being raped? Mm-hmm. That's a, like, this is a new yeah. level of trust and um, compassion between each yeah. other and understanding on a deep level. And Une, I feel like, is really special because she. T- it turns out that even though she subscribes to all of these right. ideals that they've trained into them, like these patriarchal ideals and the Confucian mm-hmm. ideals of you need to kill yourself yeah. if you are even remotely defiled by a barbarian, that's your duty as a, as a woman, as a wife or right. whatever. Don't come back yeah. because it's shameful. Yep. Like, you should die you should be willing to die for your purity and even though she subscribes to that she is very surprised mm-hmm. when yonjun is like so upfront about it later in the show and is like Ugh. spouting these ideals to her uh, face and she it's very brave of yes. her to say that's kind of shocked not gonna lie uh i almost got raped yeah, yeah. even though i didn't like he um like touch me and like should i kill myself and she sort of challenges yeah. him you yeah. know what i'm saying like it it would have been so easy for her to just shut up right and not say anything and not tell her story yeah. and she says no like Gilcha killed the guy and i'm here because of her we all are yeah. Sh- like sh- 
what what are you gonna do about it? You know what I'm saying? Like it's a fair challenge that she proposes to Yeonjun, and it like breaks him. And we could talk about him in a sec, but I think that Une is very compassionate and good natured, and that's something she has in common with her equivalent character Melanie in mm-hmm. Gone with the Wind. And same as Melanie, who in Gone with the Wind, she's the one who's yeah. pregnant and. Uh, Scarlet delivers her baby under duress, but besides the, that being like a switcheroo that they did in this story, um, I think that she's very motherly. Yeah. Uh, yes. And I I think that the way that Gilcha is so aggressive and like domineering at times and so powerful, Une is very much like a feminine archetype. And they complement each other really well yes. in their friendship. And um, I love how Une is like a ride or die for Gilche. Gilche is a ride or die for everybody around yeah. her. But Une is also a ride or die for Gilche. And she's always advocating for her when she yes. gets um, kidnapped mm-hmm. to the Qing mm-hmm. dynasty. Like she is the one that's like, you need to do something. We need to get her yeah. back. I'm going to go get her myself. Oh, yes. Oh, she's so cute. And that was a big... Yeah. I know she's so cute and that was a big moment for her to be like she would do the same for me yes yes certainty. how can I not try and get yeah. her back love that she had a certainty like she would she yeah would. yes she had a certainty I like that mm. word yeah yeah I honestly <laughs> f- I, love um, them. I honestly feel like although she was naive I feel like and this could just be me that when you know when they were younger when they were still teens um i feel like she knew that she you know guilty was after yunjun <laughs> i feel yeah. like she knew um but she just was like i don't know she was like you know like yeah she is but like i know who she really loves so she just needs to like you know figure that out so it's okay um i feel like there's i think there was a scene where she's like where she told um uh when he told male lead she told him like yeah, i know she's kind of after yunjun am i making that up but she, right? no 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 she did right? say like i she doesn't realize it now yes, but she loves like, you she doesn't realize it now but she does love you because she's she's she looked mm-hmm. at you during the announcement that yeah. they were going to war that there was an invasion yeah. And she looked at you and everyone was looking at the person they most cared about. And she was like concerned and looked at you. you. So I know that deep down she loves you. You're the person she's worried about. Even if she doesn't realize it. So she, Onne is very astute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because since day one, she was like, oh yeah, Gilche loves (laughs) Tonya. No doubt in my mind. Right away. Yeah. Yeah. Someone said it was interesting seeing what the female characters went through and it made me think about purity culture mm. as a whole. Okay. So I guess we need to talk a little bit about just that and how they... I almost want to just bring up uh, Yeonjun and his bullshit because bullshit, he actually... That's actually like that character. <laughs> Because he done lost his fucking mind in the last few episodes. (laughs) He lost his fucking mind in the last few episodes. Yeah. No, for real. I'm like, (laughs) bruh. Because. (laughs) Like, bruh. Bruh. 
What do you mean? What are you, doing? What do you mean? You're preaching. You're preaching to the women about how they need to commit suicide, and you don't even want to go on an envoy to the Ching because you know it's Wrong. a suicide mission, and it's like this is that's exactly like, what you're I'm a coward about. Exactly what you just said. Yes. Okay. He's a coward yes. since the beginning, and um, and and Hyun Jung Hyun he calls him out for it and i love that scene so much mm-hmm. when he's like you're a yes coward. i love that scene love as well because he's like you're a coward because yeah. you do like her but you feel like you can't handle her so you just leave yeah. her on and right so, and you're a coward and i'm like i love that scene but yeah he's a coward <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that was a really frustrating aspect of the show was not only that the guys were just kind of at odds with each other mm. and yeonjun was a, a little bitch <laughs> like for the whole of the show yes but like the purity the fact that the women are so strong yeah. throughout everything it. and it was very um heart-wrenching to see so many like uh, women not not just our main like four yeah. ladies but like there were other women who were choosing to commit suicide yeah. throughout yes. the show just to get away from the shame of uh, being raped by a barbarian or being sexually assaulted or put in sexual slavery because that reality is very real. And I don't, I don't, I will never presume to know what the right answer is. Like if I'm in that situation, would I jump off a cliff or would I choose to live? I think the show is trying to say that you should strive to live that it's not a shame to experience that and that it's it's not the end of the world you can heal yeah through this even if society is dead fucking set against yeah. right. you so uh, yeah that is the message that i think the show is trying I to think, to say i agree i i i definitely agree because even even when um Crown Prince, who, who took him there? Was it was it he Jung Hyun? Was it him who took him to the marketplace? Um, in Shimyong. Who I can't remember. Someone took him there. I can't remember who took him there, but he went because he needed. Did he need farmers? At, was it farm? No. What did he need? I I don't remember. <laughs> I'm sorry. Everything's jumbling. But he need. It's okay. It's a long show. <laughs> but he they took him to the marketplace where he saw the the captives there and how they're being treated mm-hmm, and how mm-hmm. and there's this scene where they're being um they're auctioning off some of the captives and one of them is a female and she's they're like you know she's a virgin uh-huh. and she's and the, everybody in the crowd's like oh sure i want to see more i want to see more and so they like you know they don't show mm-hmm. it on screen mm-hmm. but it's implied that they show like you know but uh, her private parts or parts of her body and he literally mm-hmm. just it books it to like a corner and starts like throwing up <clears throat> and he says yeah. like why would she bring shame on her country like that yeah he starts yes! her. Like, Bruh. i just get so triggered when that happens i'm like it's so it, triggering like, it really is not but yeah like uh, yeah that scene was like bro no like wrong approach wrong, wrong thing approach. to say absolutely wrong approach yeah. like you saw everything that's going on with your people and that's what you're gonna say you're gonna say and as if she had a choice as if she, <laughs> exactly right, as if right, she had right. a choice as if they have a choice 
the other choice that he's talking about is death. Yeah. He's just like, oh, why is she choosing to yeah, go through this? Choosing- because the other option is she's she could just dead. be dead. I'm like, uh, 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 okay. <laughs> you know, and I think it was, what's that one girl's name? Which I, I'm just going to say right now, I, I, I didn't really like her. She's the princess of. Oh, the crown princess? Not the crown princess, not his wife. Oh, girl, the Ching that princess. That girl. That home girl. Okay, that yeah, bitch. Girl. Okay. Ooh. Um, girl. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, I didn't like her. <laughs> I didn't like her. I'm just going to say that right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't like her. Uh, when she was like, you know, looking at, she's like, how, like, the fact that you people, you chosen people, you know, went through all that humiliation. Like you guys look so pathetic, still still trying to strive to live after being enslaved, after going through all this and that and that. I'm just like, girl, like, you sound so dumb right now. I know. <laughs> you, I know. You sound dumb. You're saying, sit down. Sit, girl, sit, sit down. <laughs> sit down. Um, and you're saying this to the guy that you, según, sorry, supposedly like. So it's like, mm. he's like, not impressed. You don't know who you're talking to right now. Okay, this is a whole other like that, <laughs> that is character a- and her mentality is like a whole oh other my side conversation. Okay, but yeah, but I'm just gonna, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yes, yeah, so- <laughs> girl, <laughs> that is that's not okay. Um, <laughs> but on yeah. that note, on that note, like on this mm-hmm. topic, someone said that they wanted us to talk about the line he gives her in episode 17. I love Gilche and oh. lists all of the qualities of her so i have the line here um so two people actually wanted us to talk about this that line when he listed all the parts that he liked about her um so this is episode 17 he says do you not you do you still not understand how i feel for me you are enough poor gilche wealthy gilche cheeky gilche gentle gilche gilche who does not love me gilche who does all i need is gilche all i need is you and she, at this point, had already sort of implied yeah. that something happened to her while she was a captive. Mm-hmm. And she says, like, this is huge for her to, after the divorce, yeah. after everything, after he's finally here, back with her, like, this is the love of her life. And she's about to tell her, tell him something that she got divorced over. Yeah. So she says very bravely, what about Kilche who is defiled? And I don't think I was breathing at this point. Like I was holding my breath. Like I knew he wasn't going to say something shit, but I was still like, oh, yeah. What is he going to say? He says the perfect thing. He says, I'd embrace her and hugs her and says, you must have suffered so much. But even if you push me away, I'll be by your side from now on. Tonight, can I hold you? And they finally kiss. And she kisses him back. And and I'm like, I needed to pause the show at that point. (laughs) I was like, I "I need a minute. Yeah. (laughs) He could not have um, had a more perfect reaction. Yeah. To... Her confessing that she had gone through a whole era of sexual assault in her life. Yeah. And I think what hit me the most, not the most, but really just was like, he didn't make it about himself at all. 
I just like mm. that he didn't make it about himself. Like, I feel like... Which is... Mm, he didn't say, like, well, I feel... Like, shut up. No, like, you know, or like a man, like, what is this mean for me? Like, it's not about you right now. <laughs> it's not about you right now, you know? He didn't right, bring right. it back to himself. He didn't make it about himself or how he feels or anything. He focused on how you must have you must have suffered, you know? I love mm-hmm. that. Love that. I love the complex emotions playing on his face <sighs> that he's... Yes. He already knew what she was going to say, okay? I have no doubt that yes. he already suspected he's that this happened. He's not dumb. He's smart, and she had already, like, started broached the conversation yeah. with this in mind, and he read the tea leaves on it, yep. okay, way long ago, <laughs> and he yeah. still was there, like, when she finally confessed, he was heartbroken. Yeah. And went to comfort her like this is huge i know the juxtapose that to young june (laughs) bro so girl i could not i was like he ain't the one if i had cabbage if i had rotten tomatoes i would have thrown it at the screen (laughs) when unne was talking to young june about almost getting raped the quasi rape which is still fucking traumatic. Yeah. Traumatic as yeah. fuck, okay? And he's like shocked. Well, how, how does this mean for me? This is like crippling my world. What I say. <laughs> how could you how could you lie to, to me? me? Like he was lie saying every me. fucking wrong thing. What about me? Yeah. Me? How can you? Yeah. Made it about himself. Made it about him. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so this that was a Trash. big part of um like the way that they got together Kilche and um Changhyun, that was a big turning point for them yes. and their relationship. Yes. And after that they have sex too. Like we we go into the bedroom with them and I'm like, "Oh my god. This is amazing." <laughs> it wasn't gratuitous though. They didn't show yeah, yeah. anything. Like just in case you're listening to this and you haven't yeah. watched the show, like it yeah. wasn't like um it suddenly a, nc17 it was in here scene. it was a beautiful scene it was beautiful it was very yes. intimate and it was on her terms <gasps> because earlier in the show he had saved her uh he had rescued her out of s- slavery and then she was kind of living with him because he was still injured her, from that like love- arrow in the back <laughs> he's so that's a whole nother cute. fucking thing yeah but he's so fine, and he was like pretending to be injured at, at, for a while so that she would stay and take care of yeah, him and that's so cute. Um, cure his little <laughs> boo boos and stuff. And he comes onto her real strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, do you remember he was like changing his like dressing on the on his, and they showed his body, and I was like, okay, oh yes, Namkunin is like fucking ripped. Low key, I'm not gonna lie. He is jacked i feel ashamed but i was very shocked that he was like that jacked i was not expecting like it. disrespectfully disrespectfully hot what damn. the fuck <laughs> like hot damn. damn so yeah damn so like, he's I there you sir but yeah <laughs> i underestimated you <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. that ass no okay <laughs> <Sorry>. so <laughs> sorry sorry oh god i need to i need to calm down so (laughs) you're fanning yourself so (laughs) 
there's that yeah. scene where he is half naked he puts on like a uh his his shirt or something and then walks over to her and he kisses her on her forehead and like cradles her face and i'm like this is so amazing and intimate but she's not really reciprocating at that point it i can tell that she's very hurt and nervous and she's technically still married at this point so she is has a lot of stuff going on but the second time around when he says that he loves all parts of her yeah right he is completely in love with her he loves her good side and he loves her bad side he loves everything like everything that she's been through it's okay and at it's at that point where she trusts him enough with her story with her experience with her pain that she lets him in and they finally have sex and everyone's happy for them but it was a process to get there because back in chang back when she was taking care of him and she was technically free and could I think she could have had sex with him whatever right. back then because even if she was still married her husband First abandoned all, her <laughs> if I was her I would have been like let's yeah. go but yeah. <laughs> yeah. beside but, the point um <laughs> but where he at <laughs> where <are> room at <laughs> <Calm down. laughs> is it is it this to right I will go yeah. wherever okay um yeah I have someone said, someone said every time he confessed to her, no matter what happened to her, that was that, I think that same scene in episode, everyone was fucking reeling over episode 17 and that perfect confession from him, which he had confessed to her little by little throughout the show. But it like, this is the one that really shook people up, I think. Talking about her um, sexual assault experiences, someone said how, let's, we had to talk about how they didn't show unnecessary rapes, but suggested it. And I also think this is really important because there's some films and shows that are super out of pocket. Yeah. With rape scenes. Both show. And the show did not at all. Like besides the fact that it's airing on NBC, not Netflix or Amazon prime or whatever the fuck (laughs) they did not. They chose a very, tasteful way of presenting really horrific violence toward women and i appreciate that yeah i didn't think they need to go that far yeah and um they they just suggest it and and the fact that she says it without us having seen it like we can all assume that this happened to her but you know, her voicing it is more impactful than us oh my gosh, seeing yes. it. Yeah. Because it must be so hard to say it out loud. And then, oh like my you God. said, say it out loud too. You know, the man she's in love with too. Woo, she... <clears throat> I think it's even more evident when he reaches for her. By the way, can I just say I love that scene? Um, I love that scene when he when he finds out that she's there. And she's being auctioned off. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. Dude, I love that, that scene. It no, had me it bawling. Had me bawling. It had me like, I was like, uh, uh, like I, I was speechless. I was breathless. Like my heart was like not in, like. I, fuck he out of here, so bro. Good. Like that scene was writ- so written good. and acted to perfection. He did so good. And I was kind of nervous on how that scene was going to play out. 
Because I was like, how mm. you, like, that's so difficult. It could go either way. It could yeah. be, like, kind of, like, unclimactic or, like, anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah. It could be anticlimactic, but it or wasn't. Or it could be, like, oh, you, extra. He was, like, <laughs> he was, like, he's perfect. Perfect. I know. From the I home- know. When he spots yes. her through the crowd. <sighs> And she's Good like, sta- like she's, I, you could see that she's just praying that yeah. he doesn't see her because she's so prideful and so yeah. ashamed yes. of her situation. Yeah. And I would be yeah. too, like if, I, if the love of Ugh. my life, if I saw the love of my life in that yeah. situation, I would be like, you know, one of two minds. One would be like, get me the fuck out of here. Or number two, 100%. I'd be like, please, I don't want you be to like see this. me like mm-hmm. this. Exactly. And that's how yeah. she felt. It was she. And he just like cuts through the crowd. He's mowing down Girl. people. Yeah. Aggressively trying yes. to get to her. And then he comes up just devastated and screaming, why? why? Yeah. <laughs> so good. And I'm like about no, to cry. I, <laughs> I, I need to calm crying. down. I had to pause and I was like crying. I'm like, I'm like. That, is, that was how the episode ended. That's true. Yes, that is right. That was like, what was that? Like 13, 13 or 14, four, episode 14 or something? Yeah, I think so. One of those. Around yeah. there. I, oh. That was... Oh. My heart was pounding. And I was crying. And yeah, he did amazing. Yes. She did yes. really well. Oh, she did so good too. It, them together yeah. in that scene was just like, oh, holy, mm-hmm. holy smokes. But when he reaches for her, her shoulder... She like does this, and she oh, I was, she and I punches. was like, that is the evidence right there, and I think he, he also like he, that he was yes. he put two and two yes. together in that moment as well, and I'm like, Ugh. yes, Dang. yeah, okay. I don't, I don't know, like, I don't even know where to go from here. Because- <laughs> that's that's that has to be one of my favorite scenes, my one of my favorite scenes for sure. It is pitch perfect the way they did that scene. Yeah. But okay. Let me see. Someone said <laughs> they wanted us to talk to talk about Mr. Gu, Ryangum, Yeonjun, and how these men have been trash <laughs> all along. And I was like, cool, say okay, less. Yeah. So, no. Trash. Uh Mr. Gu is okay, her I was husband. Because there's a lot of Mr. Goo's and I figured it was the husband. Mr. Gu is the <sighs> husband. Then you have Ashley Yeonjun and Ryangum, which is Ryangum. one of the besties, one of his, um, the, the gay yes. best friend. Let's talk about Ryangum first because he is the, the, represent, the LGBTQ plus representation in this show. And I thought that for the, for the largest part of the show, I was so annoyed 100, with him. 100,000%, me too absolutely yeah. could not stand him yeah same he's so i mean he's so obviously loved yeah. Sanghyun, respected and admired him would die for him but he was openly jealous of kilcha and multiple times sabotaged Girl. their relationship Let's say that again please yes he's a saboteur, <laughs> saboteur. okay <laughs> yes uh, yeah. so i could he was like the best the, the the gay best friend from hell to me <laughs> and that's good I, I couldn't i could not get behind him and have yeah. sympathy for him until much much later in part yes. two agreed 
when they showed more of his backstory yeah. and more of how he came into the fold in Chang Hyun's life and how he was um, basically a child sex slave in the household of some nobleman there who was literally torturing him yep. if he perceived some sort of sexual advance from somebody else that he accepted as a child literally a child and he had this whole journey and arc himself and i felt that the show maybe didn't do his character justice at all i agree because i'm not gonna lie he wasn't really some scenes he was but a lot of the times he wasn't really doing it for me and I think, I don't know mm. if it's the character or the actor. Because Ooh. I know, I, I know, because he's not like it's not like a bad actor or anything. It's just like, he wasn't likable to me. Mm-hmm. The way that he was portraying, again, character, writing, or the way yeah. he was portraying it wasn't likable. Ooh. You know, in my opinion. Because a lot of time he was just like, okay. You know, and I'm like... I guess he wasn't giving. He just wasn't giving. Personally, again, it's just how I... Okay. Gotcha. How I saw it and... and, and, and <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Just sit. This is okay. a safe space. So that's like, how don't I, worry. Yeah, that's how I was like... Ah, it's not making it better that I'm not liking this character. Because it could be a likable character, but that way, the way he's portraying mm-hmm. the character is making it not likable for me um, until later on when he kind of... And maybe that's the point, because later on he kind of figures out, okay, mm. when you love someone, like, you gotta, like, it's not about you. Yes, he starts to kind of subscribe to Jang yeah. Hyun's level of yeah. love, where it's not necessarily about mm-hmm. me being yeah. with them, it's about them being yes, happy. exactly. And that's when I was like, okay, we're, okay. Right. That's about when I was like, okay, I can. And then they were giving them me that backstory yeah. of him. And I was like, okay, I can kind of see him a little better. It's a little more in focus yeah. for me. But again, for large parts of the show, he was just like so irritating. He And the and way he treated or talked to Gilche, I don't think that was fair. Oh, uh, oh. Out of pocket. Just so unacceptable. Yeah. And that that's what made me even more frustrated towards him. Because I'm like bread like bread yeah <laughs> i think and i i love that line um when i can't remember what it was but i think that he Ryangum went and told jang hyun that she was a curse in, oh no which one uh she was enslaved in in by the mm. Qing, and that she was there in that town that he was in right and he was like why the fuck didn't you tell me sooner yes yes, basically and he was like well i didn't want you to be with her basically uh the audacity (laughs) like i'm i know uh, the audacity but i'm paraphrasing and jang hyun responds with that's because you don't know what she means Mm. to me love that you don't know what she means to me and that's when i think jang um jang hyun ryangum sort of it clicks change it starts to change his mentality around being with jang hyun and the fact that he's never gonna gonna love him the same way that jang uh, loves him right jang hyun is not looking for a same-sex relationship like period and he's like oh but i do understand 
like how you feel but he no. doesn't because he's not on the same level right yeah. it's obsession and it's possession yep. territorial yes Very exactly so Riangam, I think they did him dirty like with the writing yeah. and even though he was extremely complex I I just don't feel like they did him well especially him being the plot device of the whole show <sighs> he ended up Girl. being he okay. so there's t- two people wanted us to mm, talk okay. about this one person said they want us to talk about Ryangam. Why is his hair white when no one else seemed to age? <laughs> another person said, um, I want to talk about... Oh, wait, where is it? Anyway, people wanted us to talk about Ryangam. So, here's... Because he was the the th- like the framing device Apparently. of the whole show, evidently. He was the mysterious prisoner, the storyteller through which we're getting this rich story in a flashback form what the hell happened I'm, I'm there? Gonna, like this is my theory that <clears throat> that wasn't the initial concept no when they first shot that scene in episode one definitely so not. i really was kind of dying laughing at that but i'm like hold on like let me get let me get serious i wonder i truly because i'm like i truly wonder if they the writer had written a happy ending initially. Mm. I don't think she did. Really? I don't think so either. I think that was meant to be Jang Hyun. I thought, I thought that was Maybe. I'm like... It was a whole mystery. Like, people were trying to guess who it was in the, sanitari- swear, in the sanatorium. I swear. When they were like, oh, yeah, we're looking for Jang Hyun. I swear they said something like that. And so they're like, oh, there, that's Jang Hyun. And then when... No, no. maybe after, I know they mentioned John Kyun. It was pretty. They do. They're like, "Can you tell us about him?" Oh, and he like perks okay. up. Okay, maybe I. Okay. And then they say, "Oh, we know you're not crazy." Okay, 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 okay. okay, then I'm wrong. Okay. And then he sort of initiates this whole flashback story, the entirety of the show. He's essentially the narrator, even though we don't hear Narrate. him speak. And, no, like. They make it seem like it's it was Ryangam the whole time. Which the is whole time. Mm-hmm. Boo-boo. I don't think that... I honestly don't think that was I in the first so draft. I don't think so either. It literally makes no sense. Like, in the final episode, Ryangam is like, I'm going to pretend to be you. And Jang Hyun is like, no, you're not. Reverse Uno card. Steals his idea and, like, runs off to face off against all of these um what are they like royal uh, they're sent from yeah. the palace like to try and catch him or whatever oh and oh, no, no, no. no what the hell happens to Ryangam in that how does he, <clears throat> scenario how does he because he's just unconscious how does he get imprisoned he was no one thought to look for him like investigate where he was break him out of the sanatorium how did he get captured we don't see that it happens off screen how did they connect him to Jang Hyun? Like, does he have an ID card on him that says, my name is Ryangam and I'm involved with Jang Hyun, who's a, a traitor of the state? Like, what? How did they connect him to Jang Hyun? It, they just found this dude in just, the forest. Yeah, because from my memory, and again, it, it was a good minute since I watched the first episode. Like, I, it just made it seem like 
um, that he was waiting. Because didn't they say, like, oh, yeah, he's going to come get me. Or he's waiting for him to get you. Or he's waiting for him to something. Yeah, come get they me. Ha- he, I'm waiting for him to, either he said, I'm waiting for him to come get me. Or he's been waiting for <sighs> years for this Jong Hyun to get him or someone to get him. And so something. I'm just like, oh, this is going to yeah. be a tragic story then. Because he's there. He's old. Apparently, he's not that old. Apparently, he's not that old. <laughs> that was like, <laughs> okay. Was I'm all like, oh, thing. it's tragic. It's what like he's that? old and like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. They put this wig. They put up. this wig on Ryangam and it's like gray and shit. Like, and he turns around in the final episode like, ah, bitch. <laughs> and it's literally the same actor playing Ryangam, young playing him now with like a full-on gray ass wig like, um what the hell is that yeah they refused to age him i don't know and, and okay how much time exactly. has passed exactly <laughs> like so it, what was the point of the investigation and that an official going to investigate and talk to Ryangam in the sanatorium like i'm confused this whole red not, herring yeah. thing like the framing device of the whole show shit shit Shit. One hundred thousand percent. At the uh, yeah. Okay. No for real. <sighs> okay, so justice for Young <laughs> because that was <laughs> fucking weird. Um and then someone <laughs> said Oh, we have to talk about Mr. Goo, her okay, ex husband, yes. real fast. So mm-hmm. piece of Can shit motherfucker. Again, so let's talk about him. Piece of shit motherfucker. So I feel like Sam Jackson in this, <laughs> this part of the show. So okay. this man, he took credit for saving her in the woods against that like oh 17 gosh. on one fight. Later, he tried to fix it. He was like, no, 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 it wasn't me. I just killed the last guy. And she was like, mm-hmm, yeah, right. Uh, too little, too late. And he, uh, he sort of liked her because she was uh, audacious. Mm-hmm. And had a great survival instinct, and she would do anything to yeah. live. And he liked he liked her because of that. But to me, it was like he wanted a bad bitch, but Girl. didn't want a bad bitch at home. Yes, you know what I'm saying. And that was so like trash. he wanted to tame a bad bitch. Exactly. And that's a t- trash and person. She took my finger. She told him. <laughs> she told she told him like people like me. And and they guys like me for how I am, because they and they think that once I'm married I'll change. Right. They think that they can take right. me once I once I once I get married, and he and she told him like no like you're just, you like the idea of me but I'm not gonna change when I'm mm. married I'm gonna be the same girl I'm not gonna change. In my paraphrasing, but <clears throat> so. So, yeah, that was very, it, it was telegraphed that he wasn't going to take her back after she First of had all, been taken. He done, he done. He, he wasted <clears throat> so much time. He wasted so he much wasted time. He wasted so much and time. And he wasted so much time being all paranoid. Like, oh, yes. I don't believe you. Like, no, not even believe. Like, he believed that she was gone, but she was like, but he said, you know, oh, you know, she ran off again. I'm like, you're not going to trust your wife? You're not to trust your wife. He's demanding yeah. loyalty from a woman who they're saying got exactly. napped. I'm like, officer. <laughs> He's like, mm, she's, she, she has a history of running away. Oh. From your marriage? 
not from her exactly. livelihood and all of her Everyone's family. There. And this little kid, this random little kid, they're gonna hire this random little kid to be like, oh yeah, the like officer. He was so what a freaking problem. Oh, yeah. So, Mister Goo, again, just a trash person. Trash. I could not stand him. Yeah. I couldn't stand him before, and I couldn't stand him after Same. he made these tr- just terrible decisions. Yeah, the moment that I had that, and then he not he knocks up some <gasps> girl. I was gonna say that too. The fact that she, oh, girl, she, like he, he goes, <laughs> we're just like speechless. The, the, oh, so he thing. goes. They pressure him into going to get her. Yeah, and he's like, oh shit, okay. So he takes some money ransom money and go on the way to Chang. he like meets some dudes who were like oh yeah i'm trying to ransom my son yeah. i think back from Chang because he was taken unjustly and they steal his ransom money like the funds that he brought no, to get he her gives out it to them and they're like you don't he, he fucking he, gives he, it to them even after he, he catches, catches them, them. stealing mm-hmm. He catches him thieving and he's like, mm, yeah, you can have my money because so you can get your son that. out. Because they're like, my son is my... And, yeah, yeah. And they told her while she was in that like um, slavery mm-hmm. camp. The marketplace, right? Oh, yeah. No one ever comes to pick up the women. Yeah. No one's ever going to come no for... Husband. Well, no they, what they said comes. was no one comes for yeah. a wife. They'll come for a daughter. Not a wife. But they'll never come for a wife. Yeah. Which is like, fuck the patriarchy. (laughs) Say that again, girl. Keychain on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) We were always skipping. Sorry, me and my Taylor Swift obsession. So, Lord, I got so... I was like upended with this character because I was so mad at him. And he made this, the worst decision after worst decision. When she comes back, he's like, oh, yeah, I'll get rid of this no, bitch seriously. real quick. If oh, you I, tell me that you were not raped. Yeah. The f- Ooh, I'm like, you. she's outside. Like, this is paper thin walls. She can hear you. The walls are literally, made of paper. Okay, yeah. Okay. So literally, literally. like, oh, um, it, it, that's uh, just a problem. I can fix that. I'll... Uh, 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 what, there's a what do you mean fix it? lady outside that you just were saying bye to. Like, if she's your wife. What you mean? That's your baby. Like, what? My gosh. How are you going to be like, JK, my real wife's back? What a menace. No, seriously. What a menace. I- I'll take you back if you're not. What I liked about their breakup <gasps> was that not only were we just waiting oh, yeah, for it sure. and it finally happened, but... um. She says, I'm not divorced. She takes ownership of it and takes um, agency over it and says, I'm not divorcing you because I was defiled in the in when I was taken. I'm divorcing you because I fell. I fell in love with Jang Hyun. That's right. That's right, girl. Because he was over there and he saved me. Yes. And he was like, like, he was like shocked. What do you? speechless i'm sorry oh uh, he had me so speechless and not in a good way my god he had me like gagged Seriously. bro like i was like okay so let's jump yeah. off him and what was the last one it that was, people wanted me to talk um, about um 
Oh, uh, Yeonjun. Uh, well, we took him to task yeah, already, so. I think. Okay, let's not let's not belabor the point. So Coward. that's done. Um, someone said, talk about the fact that Jang Hyun was like a third lead in his own drama for part of the show. So this is a big nitpick of mine, yeah. too. Was that part two felt a little repetitive and irritating because the writer kept breaking up and separating our couple like for seemingly no reason especially after she comes back from being um kidnapped from being enslaved um there's really no reason like the episodes yes (laughs) Mm -hmm. so and they also took a lot of the narrative away from kilche and focused more on jonghyun and his whereabouts and what he's up to so that was still very yeah. interesting and yeah. compelling, but it made the story uneven True. because in the first part, it was a lot of Kilche and a lot of Changhyun, and it, it was they were flipping right. back and forth between them at a much yes. better pace. And um, in part two, it felt really uneven. So I see where that person is coming from, where they said it was like he was his he own. Was, he had his own like part of the drama. A third lead, like a third. Lead? I don't know. The fact that he was like a third lead. So, like, not the first lead, but a third lead? Hmm. Well, Wait, I don't know what that means. Like a third lead in his own drama for part of the show. Third lead in his own drama for part of the show. So, like, not the lead. Interesting. Oh, is it because, like, of this big, like, love triangle square? I, I... Well, it's not even, like, a love triangle at this point. It's, like, so many Seriously. players, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> to love the uh, a love rhombus. rhombus so um i i don't know <laughs> just joking i don't i, I, I don't know. okay maybe i feel like i, uh, I don't know well i didn't feel that way i don't feel like he was like uh, okay i always felt like he was a, the first lead yeah i don't think he was a third lead okay so another person said Let's talk about the ending of part one, mm. where she chooses her family instead of being selfish and running away with him. Okay, this is where a lot of people were pissed at Gilche because she mm. didn't elope with him. And I, t- the problem with yeah. that is that she, f- it happens late. Like the problem is later because f- she felt such loyalty toward her family like all this love and devotion toward her family her father her siblings the women that she went through the invasion yeah. years with and stuff so all of that it was like no wonder that she didn't elope with him because what was that life gonna be like yeah i feel like my like my own this is another like <clears throat> where i kind of put my own self into this because i was like I totally understand because she had, you know, her loyalty. Um, well, yeah, same thing. Like, you know, she she felt like she had that burden to carry, to take care of her father, you know, and mm-hmm. to take care of her siblings. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they don't, first of all, her father can't, you know, can't take care of himself. He has a little brother mm-hmm. and that needs someone to raise. And the sister is not there yet to, like, really take care of the household. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. I, 
I see where she's coming from yeah. too with the relationship with him because he's constantly yeah leaving. He he's known like, to not he is constantly in and out of her life and not a consistent part yeah. of it. it. Right? Like absolutely he helps her in times of need. Absolutely he's trying to keep yeah. her alive. But I feel like she picks the the security, like the secure mm-hmm. choice. Yeah. And I think in that society, love is a luxury. Mm-hmm. True. And at that point, she didn't have... That luxury. She, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, she couldn't afford it. Exactly. And, yeah. So, I, I see where she was coming from. I see that she w- had so much love for him and wanted to be with Hyun, but he's a he's a bet yeah uh that's how like he, she's betting her she, life on that's him that's how they we are introduced to him and how the whole nungari town knows him that he doesn't stay and he mm. knows it too he doesn't stay in one town for that long he decides because mm-hmm. of her to be like i'm gonna i'm gonna prove her wrong i'm gonna establish my life here in nungari mm-hmm. you know so he was kind of already known yeah. Yeah. for like not really being stable um not really putting down roots. roots and being this perpetual bachelor and you can't pin him down. Yeah, not and, that he wouldn't, you know, but... She didn't really yeah, know him. Exactly. She didn't really know him. So I get it. And the problem comes later for me. It's when she, like, mm-hmm. after the fact, after she moves out on her own post-divorce with Jong <sighs> Jong. Yes. She had, ju- like, her father just came in and tried to kill her right and that was like a whole traumatic yeah. experience i don't think i would ever nope. fully recover nope. after that and she's like why don't you uh and they take care of my family for me and i'll come back for them so right she never does she never comes for back for her mentally ill father for the younger sister she leaves the brother behind and the promise of taking care of them of the helpless little mm-hmm. brother the bratty little sister even going so far as to vow to give her sister like mm-hmm. this fine wedding all of these promises fell by the wayside and when she she refused to elope with Jung Hyun because of her fiance basically holding her family hostage but like mm-hmm. what happened to that like the family yeah. after the family after she moves out that's, that's a thing it didn't we never see the family again uh, yeah like her father, the brother, the what happened to them? Who's taking exactly. care of them? That's the thing where, yeah, where it's like, okay, I get you, but I get you in the, in the middle like of the show. I get you in between part one and part two, but at the end of the show, and then she spends all this time looking for Chang Hyun because he's missing, and then they finally reveal that there was no body, so like he could be alive somewhere. She goes in search of him, like. Who the fuck cares about the family at that point? But like, I think that's a huge part yeah. of her. Unless, right? I mean, unless she was like, you know what? I should have. <laughs> this is, I sh- yeah. <laughs> you know. So that was my issue. Yeah. With, not the ending of part one, but the ending of the whole show. Yeah. Unless they didn't quite resolve that the way that I yeah. think they should have. Unless they're just implying like she... Just Someone said they liked the first 10 episodes and... So they said liked the first 10 episodes then was implausible and too repetitive. Bad writing, acting was great. I sort of agree with that in a very in a very minor yeah. way, which I already 
I think yeah, I already said. I agree. It wasn't repetitive, but um, yeah, agreed. Minor. Let's talk about. So we already talked about Yangam being a plot device, like a shameless plot Seriously, device. Man, we already like, talked about uh, Gilche and her. I know. And the loyalty to her family. Oh my god, let's talk about the amnesia trope that they had not once, twice. but twice in the show. I was like, okay, once, <laughs> once, okay, because I'm not gonna lie. I'm, 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 I'm kind of, you know, cheesy and corny. Like, I do like a good amnesia trope, but they did it twice. I'm like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was that necessary? Yeah. yeah. No, no, it wasn't necessary. I think the first one, I was kind of going yeah, with too. it. And then the second one, I was like, fuck yeah. out of here. But now that I'm removed from the show a little bit, I think they should have cut out the first okay, one. and then this one, right? The last one. Left the last yeah. one. That would have been yeah. more impactful because I feel like the first one was like, really? I mean, mm, mm. I mean, it was kind of cute. It was just, like, it was felt like filler. It was filler. <laughs> like she was taking care of him. He couldn't remember her. Probably, and yeah. he was like. They probably got some like, some notes from they had some cute moments yeah. together she was kissing him on the cheek and hugging up on him and he was like what the fuck are you doing lady who are you and she was like we're allowed to you do know. this <laughs> I mean, like that sort of stuff it was cute i but, know uh, but then i could have done without sure. it though for sure it's the amnesia thing like bro it's 2023 yeah. even me who likes it i was like um and i, I do yeah, I was shocked. I, I honestly wasn't expecting it, but then I'm like, oh, okay. Like, we're going to do this right now. And, and then the second time around, we're going to do this again. Okay, cool. Um, I feel like they <laughs> I feel like they got, the writer got notes. Like, we need more them two together. What do you got? What do you got? Mm. I can give him amnesia. <laughs> and then they're like, we got to have a reason for him to, like, disappear at the end of the show. Why to match, have- like, the fact that Ryangam has been in prison. and Because otherwise, Jung-hyun would have definitely busted Ryangam. Oh, yeah. Out of pr- yeah. out of the sanatorium ben. had he known he was ben. there. Yes, exactly. And how did he end up there? So. Okay, that's another. That's, the, uh, that's what I said. I was like, why Why is he even in there? Okay. And not in a regular prison. Why was it? Why was he left alive did he feign insanity like i have all these yeah. questions it doesn't matter anyway amnesia twice i feel like that yeah, was a misstep definitely. the ending reminded me of the crowned clown have I you seen that show i haven't okay, okay you gotta see it it's amazing oh shit i might no, spoil go it for, for you it. I don't um mind. Oh, okay it's fine <laughs> I don't mind. so I don't mind. <laughs> the end okay the ending of crown clown is basically everyone thinks that he died the male lead dies but in fact he was injured and then comes back years later after being in a coma and like some random good-natured man like taking care of of like of his feeble unconscious body for years which is not how like comas work but okay um okay (laughs) it was like the worst the worst like little like mm, hiccup in the in the ending on the way to a happy ending and that's kind of what happened here right like he goes missing for what for all of these years and he was injured and it turns out that he was retracing his steps in their relationship without him realizing exactly who he's 
recalling. recalling and sets up this life together based on one of the last conversations that they had mm. which again this makes no sense that's not really feeling very plausible <laughs> as far as memory loss goes yeah. but okay I'm like, that ring has to be a powerful uh, ring or something it has it's it, it, it's, it has powers. Um, oh, Guilty says she did curse it. Because twice. Yeah, true, she, true. He dropped it twice, and all of a sudden, he has his mm-hmm. memories back. Right? Didn't he drop it again at the beach? I swear he dropped it again. Yeah, he did drop it. Yes, he, he did. Dropped it. So here's what I like. Here's what I liked about the okay. ending. Is that, well, I guess we have to go back to Kilcha's dream. Because she had a recurring yes. dream. I personally have vivid dreams. Same. So if I had if we had this recurring dream of running to catch up to the red string of fate only to never catch a glimpse of my beloved on the beach during golden hour, I'd be fucking concerned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but she was like, I keep having this dream, the, the same, same dream, dream every time. I can never catch a look at him. The same dream. Weird. Yeah. So uh, I was like very concerned for her. But then at the end of the show with Kilte and Jang Hyun on the beach, her finding him, it's just like her yeah. dream, which was literally when like a portend of what was going to happen. Jump through hoops. She wanders mm-hmm. the land in search of her love and finds him on the beach. And at first it's about her realizing or recognizing him. But in the end, it's a reversal yeah. with it being about so him true. recognizing her. That is so true. <laughs> Which I liked that okay. bit, that like full circle okay. <laughs> nature of it. And like it being a callback to the dream and stuff. That's fine. But. That's fine. But, <laughs> but it, 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 I don't know. It's just not 100, I yeah. guess. And does she ever, yeah, does she ever, like, figure out that it's him? What do you mean? Oh, yeah, she does. She realizes it's him. Yeah, in her dream. Because I feel like she was, or she was just denying it. Or is that after? No, no, no. She, she, yeah, she realized it was him the whole time. Like, he was the one. He was the one. (laughs) He is the one. (laughs) Um, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. So the only other person that we haven't talked about is the Chang Princess oh. Kakwa. I mean, hi. <laughs> yes. So here's my problem okay. with her. <laughs> so, it is just I'm gonna go real fast because we've been here a while. So an- this is just another foul woman who's had everything she's uh. ever wanted getting murderous because she can't have a man. It's tired. It's tired. It's been done to death. Seriously. The chatter online was that, yeah. So the chatter online was that NBC, which is the network that aired the show, insisted that this happened, that she like be a recurring character in part two because they think it's an epic reunion of actors because both her and Nam Kun Min were in Awaken and One Dollar Lawyer together. Okay. To which I say... They're not Kate and Leo, okay? They're not Tom that. Hanks and I Meg really Ryan. So, like, like, settle down, NBC, if that was true. Uh, like, who cares? <laughs> like, who yeah. the fuck cares? Yeah. I thought that her character was doing too much. Like, 
it seemed like she was a she was a device cat playing with a toy she was a device but she was also like kind of a, a cat playing with a toy i expected her to get bored and move on to some other thing i mean she looked by right. the time that and i was like not her going all the way to korea just to drag him back girl here's the thing the whole <laughs> that character every time she was on screen i felt so uncomfortable <laughs> what a smug um, ass <laughs> bitch girl like no. i could not she, i was so uncomfortable and uneasy and i'm like oh can we move along these scenes and they were so like awkward and i know that they're trying to do like some kind of tension between them but i'm like it's not mm-hmm. working for me like it's just like she's looking at him with these dead eyes and like he's just yeah. like like there's he, nothing no humanity there. at her like he wants to kill her so like just have him kill her no, I'm just kidding. Um, just mm. it was just like I didn't enjoy the scenes that they had together, so I feel like she, like there was no point with her. Literally, just a device. <laughs> for- yeah. <laughs> Something else that was annoying in the last few episodes: the reveal that Sang Hyun's oh my father gosh. was it. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> this was in the final few episodes that they touch on this recurring nightmare slash repressed memory and we get the full story and even though it's really like a chunky story like really kind of interesting mm-hmm. and um impressive it they had this intense moment too with the mm-hmm. father and him this reunion scene where he's like i'm gonna take away everything you love i took away something that was precious with it from yeah. you and blah 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 it's it's too late like too Dare little too late again. Or too much, too late. Again. By this time, I'm like, I don't. Care. It was. Give it to like me. it was mm-hmm. too much, too late. Mm-hmm. And I liked the I liked it like by itself. It's good because it had like it was touching on the hypocrisy and like the deconstruction of his father's problematic ideals oh, yeah. and like the, his murderous politics. But all this happened too late, which makes it yeah. seem half baked. No, yeah. By the time that it came to fruition i was like no one mm-hmm. cares at this point we're trying to just move this along and make sure that mm. our main characters get together and you know maybe if they trickled it in a little bit so that we can anticipate it at least for me at least i can anticipate it because even his um from my memory his um his flashbacks i just remember that he's outside in the pouring rain and he's looking at this gate and it's like someone's getting beat Mm-hmm. And I, he's yelling yeah. out for his father, and the whole time I thought it was his father getting beat. Because no, <laughs> I'm like, where did I go wrong? Like, what did I miss? Because then later on it was the dad beating the guy. I'm like, what? I, I must yeah. have like not like what did I miss that I didn't get that I didn't get that because you know he we played around with the whole oh he's not a real noble guy or a nobleman you know. And then it turns out uh-huh. he's actually... He bought yeah, his he title. Bought his and, and he, he was, was noble. noble. Man, so I'm like... Yes. <laughs> it was like, I don't know. It was just it too was. much. Like, a lot of backstory thrown at us in a very little amount of time. It's just an exposition yeah, dump. And it was important. Like, I think yeah. it was important because he... You needed to know all this to know why he feels that yeah. this way about society. Why he's such a trend, um, what's, what's the word? That he's like going against oh, trends. Um, oh, uh, ooh. 
He's such a yeah, rebel. rebel going, That's it. Progressive, going he is such yeah. a rebel and feels this way about uh, women in society and women's place in so society true. and how he's so um, like real and, and ahead of ahead his time. Of his time. Liberal. liberal. He's so liberal with his um, yes, thoughts ideology. about yeah. like uh, women and, and purity culture and stuff like that. It's because of this situation that happened in his past where his sister committed suicide because the father would not accept this relationship between her and the servant. Cause this, and then there was this whole thing of the, the servant was the last family of some I'm like, <laughs> like other noble family that the dad like unjustly took down. And so he was working in the household and the, father didn't trust that he like truly loved her that this was just a ploy for him to I'm get revenge like, listen for his i was like what the fuck this is too much listen, i would I listen it's okay if he's not Girl. a noble man it's okay noble man it's that's okay. true it's, it's okay we're gonna be okay <laughs> if if the yes. servant was not yes. a noble man and even if you know jong hyun wasn't one it would have been fine too but you're right, though. That mm. backstory was important to see why he's like that, you know, where it came from and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But mm-hmm. why he's so why compassionate, he's compassionate toward her and compassionate towards towards that, you know. But yeah. um, we got it like at the unbelievable. End. <laughs> That's the end. Oh, two more things. Two more nitpicks that I have. I don't know if okay, you have okay. these same picky nits, but I don't think Unhe should have taken back. Girl, Yongjun. say that again. They should have stayed broken up. They should up. have stayed broken up. She goes to visit. <laughs> she, she she goes back to the house. The house is a mess. I'm and just leave him there. He's like, can oh I come God. with you back to Nungunri? Shameless. Call him Yeonjun the audacious. The audacious. The audacity. No, I can't. <laughs> the audacity. Like, the, the shamelessness on him. Because he kill he basically kills Jang Hyun and saves him at the same time. Like this backward ass yeah. way he like saves him. But yeah, he's been nothing but ruthless to her after she bared her soul to him. And Inne was such a precious soul. She didn't deserve she did that. Not at all. He did not deserve her. At all. Yeonjun did not deserve her. So I don't think she should have taken him back. And number last thing I have here is Big Hyungnim. Did he did he have to die, actually? I don't think, I don't he, think had he did. To die. They Big Hyung Nim played by one of the best actors, to uh, Mu- oh my god, Tre Mu Sung. I love that actor. Mm-hmm. He's been in so many things, and I don't think he had to die. Like I thought they were gonna give him a little arc for him to get over his own misogyny and unfair prejudice and get with that lady for- who ended up tragically losing her baby. I was waiting. I was for that. waiting for that. Never I, happened. I he was, died. I'm like, don't give, don't tease me like that. Don't tease me with. Don't tease me. Because <laughs> I'm like, you're giving little hints here and there between them two. And I'm like, oh, th- nothing. He died. I'm like, okay. Yep. That was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't have to die for sure. I don't think so. Yeah. I will always remember them kissing in the field. Ugh, that is such an iconic scene. In part one. I love that scene. Iconic, iconic. scene. Beautiful. Lots of sweeping shots, color and movement in the cinematography, <sighs> and I will always remember uh, some of that OST as well. That, Good stuff. <clears throat> um, yeah, my basic notes are well casted, 
and well OST'd. Like, the OST. <laughs> <laughs> I love that well OST'd. Um, the OST just fits so perfect. Um, I was like, oh, this is so good. Perfect for this, the, you know, psychic and just for the whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved mm-hmm. it. Epic. Loved it. I have come to the end of my notes. They were extensive. I'm so sorry, but I had to get it all out now <laughs> so that I can close the book on the My Dearest Era for myself. Okay. Um, do you have anything else you want to add, Sarai? Let me see. My last notes are, um, I, I said that, I said that. Um, I have to do an honorable mention. Um, <laughs> okay. So we didn't really touch much on the king. He was trash. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> he was definitely trash um what a farce oh <laughs> but however i did actually i think i really like crown prince like i really liked his character even though he wasn't a interesting he wasn't a perfect character but i liked his development and where he came from mm. and that at one point he was like he he was able to see i feel like he would have been a good king he was able to develop into yeah. a good king and with the help of, you know, Jong Hyun too. And I feel like mm-hmm. it was a shame that he died. It was a shame that he died. It was a shame that and he died. Trump, Were you surprised I when he so died? I was so shocked. Shocked. I was shocked. <laughs> like, he was like, so, he was looking really sickly he, and yeah. pasty throughout the, se- like, progressively throughout the show. And he ends up finally back home in Korea. Like, or Tosun, and when he says like, "Oh, I have to wait for the crown princess to, uh, for her to come back with her, like porridge mm-hmm. or something like that, milk tea mm-hmm. or something," she was gonna bring him, and then that's it. He fucking like breathes his last right there, like open eyed, just it? the soul leaves the body, and I was like, "What?" Was like, <laughs> I was shocked. That's it, though. That's it. That's it. Because that's all he said. Of- I was very annoyed <laughs> because him, his interaction between him and Jung Hyun, I loved. I loved it so much because they challenged each other. Well, Jung Hyun challenged mm. him so much. And yes, and as much as like, you know, questioned his authority mm, in valid ways. And definitely. And at, at some point he starts to get it and he starts to like. Yeah. Be open, open minded. And it's just such a shame because he could have been a good king. And I feel like they, I was just expecting and their relationship between Jong Hyun and the crown prince to develop. Which I was happy when he, when Jong Hyun said to the king, like, um, I was not just the interpreter, I was a very cherished, his cherished interpreter. (laughs) So I feel like justice to crown (sighs) prince, even though like he wasn't, you know, the best he was a little he was a little he nasty was a little, mm-hmm. um earlier yes, he was. but mm-hmm. i feel like it's it was a good got like you know two male uh well they're not friends but how they're you know he john he just impacted him he just impacted him there was like a mutual yeah. respect there by, by the end because they kept looking for john Hyun. what do i do now bro uh-huh. <laughs> yeah you know and he started yeah, he was mm-hmm. a playmaker. And so, just, yeah. Also, shout out to the crown princess <gasps> who um, died yeah. really brutally. Like, she was poisoned for days. But it was why, bad. It was why bad. Why is she going to die? 
She got framed by the by the concubine. That she was um, leaving trinkets around the palace that were cursing her elders and the 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 king. That was a little frustrating too. It was dumb. No, as yeah, shit. It was all dumb. right, it was dumb. That's yeah, it. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, great, great show. show. Great show. Great show. <laughs> I had a great, great time. <laughs> great show. Yeah. Um, highly recommend. Yeah. If you've come this far, I am so sorry, but we might have spoiled the whole yep. show for you. It was a happy ending. Oh, Finally, yes. happy ending. I think everyone was. Could, it's not that I'm upset that it was a happy ending. I'm just upset the the little baby journey that we took at the end there was like a little unnecessary yeah, annoying, annoying but yeah whatever yeah. that's it though that it. we've come to the end of it sarai i want to thank you so much for coming on this show and for spending all of this time and coming prepared and just being so enthusiastic <laughs> about my dearest <laughs> with me because i was like look i was like looking for someone to share this experience Yay. with who would just like yeah. get it and be super on board with doing this last minute <laughs> episode that I was like, you know what? I think we, did, I think I need to talk Yay. about this. So thank you so much. Where can we thank find you, you online? Um, Instagram for sure. You'll find me there um, at Drama Cafe underscore podcast. Um, and that's pretty much it. I have a TikTok Drama Cafe underscore podcast. I barely post anything there, but for sure instagram and then my podcast is you can find k-drama cafe podcast <laughs> yeah spotify k-drama cafe so we had soju and cafecito oh. today combo 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 shot so uh that's yeah. it We'll see you next time. I'm Jessica, and this has been the Teba K. Ramos Podcast.